Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful.com. Once again, thank you to our friend, Big Dick Dave Batista, who sent that in. He recorded that just for us, Stephen Jensen. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the great Stephen Jensen. Jensen, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. <clears throat> I think it's funny because like that intro, it looks like I'm wearing the same exact thing because like I'm wearing glasses, my hair's tied, and like it's a black <laughs> shirt because like with the way that our camera works for this show, like you can never really see what I'm wearing. So it just looks like a black. I'm, I'm usually wearing a black shirt though. So like you're yeah, wearing a I, wrestling I, shirt all the time and all wrestling shirts are black. Exactly. It's that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, but, uh, and I'm also, um, I'm in the process right now of like waiting on new contacts and that's why I'm wearing my glasses so much. So anyways, um, yeah, been a, been a, you know, a morning just kind of waking up, but I know you're usually up and at it and wait for a few I hours. Got, so. I got kids, man. I got stepkids. They're, they're up at six o'clock every morning. So I'm, you know, I'm up. I've already listened to two podcast interviews, done about, you know, five, six posts on the website. I'm, I'm rolling, baby. I've already finished one cup of coffee. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody will bring me a second cup of coffee. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> or Roland Steven Jensen. It's Thursday. It. It's Spotlight Day. Hell yeah. Looking forward CM to it. Punk is back. Yeah. CM Punk is back. That's what we're gonna start with here. Let's I mean, let's let's get into it. I gotta find yeah. the intro video. Here we go. All right. Uh over a million fans uh and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Last night, AEW Dynamite Quake by the Lake, the Lake that Quakes. CM Punk returned following the main event. John Moxley defending his interim championship against Chris Jericho. It turned into a big brouhaha. And then the cult of personality hit. CM Punk came out, looked fine, was running, was jumping around on his uh, foot and got in the face of John Moxley. John Moxley said that to him and then shoulder shrugged him. And 
here we go. All out CM Punk, John Moxley. You excited, Jensen? I am. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. I saw I saw Muscle Man Malcolm and I think a few other people tweeting the uh, last night. They were like, because they got pictures with him at um at that convention like this last weekend. And yeah, San Diego Comic Con, I think, or and, one of the Comic Cons. Right. And and C2E2. C2E2, right. And uh and Punk was like, he was sitting for all of the all the photo ops and people were like, could he even stand in the whole time? Like, was this, was this foot? Okay. We just, we just look pretty good out there. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm happy to see him back. Like, I didn't know exactly when he was going to come back. Um, we knew it was going to be a pretty, a pretty fast return considering they did the whole interim title thing and not, and they didn't just like strip him of the world title. So, um, I think they've done a really good job though of, of establishing Moxley as like, the champion while he was gone though like i mean moxley had he's had multiple title defenses like it wasn't like he just won the interim title and just like sat there and waited for punk he he defended that belt consistently and um so i think they've done a really good job of like building towards moxley and punk and we have about another month or so before all out so they can like really get into it for the next month or so before their match so um i thought the timing was really good and punk got a massive pop last night i mean he's people can say what they want about CM Punk. And I've said what I've said about him throughout like his, you know, his UFC run and all this stuff. But like one thing everyone always, whether you like CM Punk or you don't, you got to give him credit for how over he stays with the wrestling fan base. I mean, it's, it, it really is really, really impressive. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for uh, seeing him back. And I, 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 I expect CM Punk is going to, he'll, uh, you know, retain the belt and, and and unify the belts, I'd imagine. But they've done a really good job of making me think that Mox has got a shot. I I suspect Sim Punk will win uh, at All Out as well because he didn't really have a run with the right. title. He did the trios match and then got hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I suspect that Punk will win as well. He did get a big pop. We all kind of thought he'd be back by All Out. That was the the rumor and innuendo that was out there. But, yeah, he, he did some good work work out there with walking in a boot at the conventions, not standing, limping around and put some doubt in people's minds of, Oh, is CM Punk going to be good? Like, is, is he going to be healthy enough? Is he going to be back in time for all out? Looks fine. Seem, seems like he's going to wrestle at all out. Wasn't confirmed or anything, but seems like that's where it's chicken up to be. I'll say this about CM Punk. I, his first run, like his WWE run, like I liked him. I really liked his ROH run. Uh, you know, we did the, the ROH show and we watched, yeah. uh, a couple CM Punk matches, but I really liked his ROH run. I liked his WWE run. Soured a little bit after WWE stuff with the UFC stuff. I'm kind of in the same boat as you when it came to to the UFC stuff. And then just his general attitude online Mm -hmm. with stuff that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I think since coming to AEW, I think he's been great. Um, In ring, I've been been doing this thing called the series on on Fightful Overbooked. I've been rewatching CM Punk matches. I've I've rewatched Darby, uh kingston and wardlow he's really fucking good like his his mind for wrestling is like top of the top like top of the top when it comes to just like laying out matches and and storytelling in matches and storytelling to get to the matches as well like when you go back and you rewatch some of this stuff and i'd be interested to like rewatch now some of his wwe stuff to see if it kind of holds up to that same level and willing to bet for the most part it does, but certainly his AEW stuff. I'm not sure he's really missed in, in AEW and uh, 
you know, when, when it comes to the Moxley thing, I think the promos are going to be great. They got less than a month to build it, but I, th- I think the promos are going to be great. And then they're going to have the match. And I think the match is going to be great too. I'm excited to see CM Punk back. He re- rewatching this stuff. I've become a bigger fan of him and I've appreciated him more. Than I probably did be beforehand because he's, yeah, he's, he's next level when it comes to the, the way he puts everything together. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, like you just said, even just coming back and when he wrestled Darby, they, they made it make sense, you know, through like how CM Punk made it, made it like, you know, if I was, if I was growing up right now <clears throat> as a wrestling fan, a young CM Punk, Darby Allen would be my favorite wrestler. So I want to wrestle Darby Allen, you know, and it was like a baby face for baby facing and it worked and, and, and Punk came back. He's had a lot of really good matches and good stories since coming back. You know, I, I think that the MJF feud was, uh, that story was not only the best storyline, I think, in AEW history. It's, like, one of the best, like, pro wrestling stories I've ever watched play out in, like, my 30 years of watching it. Um, I – the thing is, too, like, he, the matches are paying off also. It isn't just, like, the stories are incredible. Like, the matches have been great, too. So, like, he's really hitting on all cylinders. And I know after the, after the um, MJF match, CM Punk was talking about how, like, that match was his love letter to professional wrestling and stuff. And, like – and you can just tell in all of his time off, he probably really felt like he was never going to come back because he felt like it was always like his only real option was going to be the WWE and, and be wrestling for Vince McMahon and this and that. And like, I, I think that once you realize AEW was like a real possibility for him and a legitimate option, he, uh, he really started like, I don't know how long the wheels have been spinning in his head for, but you can tell that like everything he's done since coming back has been a massive collaboration. Like these are, these are his ideas that I'm sure Tony Khan, you know, I'm sure there's, there's, it's a collaborative effort, but it's like, you, you can tell that there's a lot of CM Punk built into what we're seeing, like, like his entrance against MJF and the throwback um, uh, gear and all that stuff and the throwback music and even certain moves he hits and like, picking and choosing his spots and when he's going to go for like a, uh, um, a Pepsi plunge and stuff like that. Like they're like, they're just little things and that he's woven into the stories and into the matches that like, I just think it really is next level stuff. And it's stuff that I think is going to really help the young AEW roster over time. Like having a mind like his around to, to pick his brain is going to be really beneficial for a lot of that roster. And I'm sure it already has been. So, so no, I'm with you. I think CM Punk is like, he's a next level storyteller and it was it was rough man like it, it was sad as a, as a as a fan of his to see how you know how bad the ufc run was but but on top but it was but it was but it was you know he has balls for doing it i've never i've never roasted him for that like he has balls for doing that and fighting people in the ufc especially knowing the level he was at but uh but you know it's just it's just one of those things where like there was that but but I, I, it always rubbed me the wrong way how he how he kind of approached wrestling and wrestling fans for a few years, right? Like he really made it sound like he didn't want anything to do with us or or do with or do with the business. But his his love for it has clearly clearly changed over the last couple of years. So I uh, I love what I'm seeing out of him. I, I really am, and I'm really happy to see him back. And I mean, John Moxley. I think since returning in January, Moxley in AEW has been one of my favorite wrestlers. I, I've said it many times. Like he's felt like the biggest deal 
in pro wrestling for a good chunk of his AEW run. And I, I think that's been the case, uh, at least for me, during during this title run, even. And I'm not saying this run has been better than, than Hangman Pages because he's had great matches, Moxley has, but there's been no doubt as to who was going to win. At least Hangman, there was some doubt of, oh, can he defeat Danielson? Can he defeat Cole? Like Those feuds weren't my, my favorite, especially the Cole feud. I thought it went a little bit too long. Moxley has just had great matches where it's like, all right, well, Moxley's going to win. But Moxley and AEW, and certainly since he's been back in the ring uh, following uh, rehab, like he's been, he's also been kind of like next level with stuff. And he said it before, like he feels he's like really putting everything together in the ring and wrestling the style that he wants to wrestle. I think we're going to see something like pretty special between Moxley and Punk uh, at all out. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think both guys are kind of at the, the peak of their powers right now when it comes to, to promos and, and when it comes to in ring ability. And I think we're going to see, we're going to see that we've seen Dean Ambrose versus CM Punk and those matches were, were good, but it was, sort of a smaller picture thing because Moxley was part of the shield and Punk was, was tied with Brian at the time, but kind of a little bit lost in the, the mix uh, somewhat. It was near the end of his uh, WWE run as well. I, I think now these two guys are certainly the biggest stars in AEW, two of the top stars in all of wrestling. Again, I think we're going to, we're going to see something special at all out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, another layer of what, what makes Moxley so great right now, in my opinion is I think there's there's certain fans I think that really only watch him in AEW and there's certain and, and some of that fan base they love Moxley but then there's other part of it that I've seen that doesn't like I've seen a lot of people that don't like Moxley's current run like they just don't think he should be the interim champion or whatever I totally disagree like I, I think his, his interim title run has been really good personally but part of what makes Moxley so great right now for me too is that like he's doing the same thing in GCW and like he's showing up on indies and stuff. And like, he just really seems like the, like he seems like the biggest badass in all of wrestling to me. Like, like this dude who's willing to go in front of a crowd of, you know, a few hundred people at a GCW show or in front of a few hundred people at like a smaller indie show and pop in and just do it for the love of the game and to help out the next generation. And, and he goes hard out there too. Like when he's in a GCW ring, he's going through glass and he's, he, I mean, he's bleeding worse than what you see on AEW TV every week and stuff. And like, um, so it's just, it's really cool. And I, I love, I love the kind of the mindset, mindset change and kind of the kind of gimmick change almost that he's, that he's under or kind of the evolution of what John Moxley has become because you know, he's always had like a, a passion for mixed martial arts and, you know, he, he trains with Randy or extreme couture. And I know he doesn't live in Vegas anymore, but when he did, he was there a lot and I'm sure he visits and stuff. And, um, in him with his like love for William Regal and his friendship with guys like Claudio and Danielson and stuff. And it's like, just kind of cool seeing what this, and, and also I think a lot of it also kind of runs parallel with him becoming sober also where like, yeah, he, you know, he's in like the best mental condition. It seems like he's in a, his physical condition is, is night and day. Like he went from like bloated and like looking kind of scary to like, he looks like he's healthy and, and, and on top and, and along with those changes, I think he also made changes to like his mindset as like an in-ring wrestler. It's, you know, he's always going to be kind of like that lunatic fringe or whatever, right? Like he's always going to have like that quirkiness and, kind of like that Jesse Pinkman kind of vibe about him. But at the same time, now I see him more as like, 
like so that he had he had his run in the indies which i love but you know that was a lot of deathmatch stuff for the most part then his fcw run i thought was really good with like regal and stuff but but then like wwe for all those years he kind of was more of like he had good matches and i was a fan of his but he was more of like a brawler where like you know it's like punches and kicks and he was just the crazy lunatic and you know but now it's like, that every week, the lunatic yeah, fringe. Dean exactly. Ambrose. And then instead of doing something actually crazy that would like get him over, they'd have him like gas mouths at someone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and so burned a jacket. Oh no. He burned <laughs> the shield gear or like be, or like destroys a potted plant or something. Yeah, like, he's unhinged. Like, yeah. He's crazy. Um, but, but now it's like, there that that still exists within john moxley but that's just like a part of what he is now like now i think of him more as like a guy who's a great brawler but also technically sound and like goes for submission holds and like trains with catch wrestlers and you know and it's like so i i, I really like the evolution of what john moxley's become and and i think it really shines through too every everywhere he wrestles whether it's AEW, gcw indie promotions whatever like when he when he walks through that curtain he's he, he has this look in his eyes like he he knows he's doing something special and uh and i i think he's i think he's in his prime right now like i you know he's been very he's been great for a long time but i think this is the best version of john moxley we've ever seen there's a confidence and a swagger to to moxley that like inherently comes through on the television like it, you can just see it the moment he he walks out. You can see it when he walks through the crowd, when he gets in the ring. Even last night when he was face to face with Punk and he flips him off and he gives him the the shoulder brush, he's like, "All right, you're seeing Punk. Cool. You got this big reaction. Awesome. You're technically the world champion. Like that's great." I mean, he said it in his promo. He's like, "Oh, you want to call me interim champion?" He's like, no. Like I'm defending this title. I'm training. I'm working hard to keep this belt. I'm not just out here holding on to this belt, keeping it warm for CM Punk's return. And then again, at the end of the night, now it was the same thing. It's like, cool, you're back. Great. I'm still the fucking man around here. Like, you're not coming back here and, and taking my spotlight. And it's like, oh, it's all about CM Punk now. Like, no, I'm, I'm still the man around here. I love, it's a little thing. It probably meant nothing to, to anybody. Like when he's out there with Claudio and like they're doing the handshake and he's like chest bumping him and everything. It's like, yeah, this guy like has this inherent belief in himself. Like this is my fucking territory and no one's coming in here and taking it from me. And get like that confidence and swagger it just oozes when he is on screen. So that's why Moxley's been legitimately like my favorite performer since he's joined AEW. He's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And I always love watching like Renee's reactions and stuff too, to some of this stuff, like on Twitter <laughs> while he's doing it. It's so funny because when they met, it's like, they, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure John is very similar to when they met all those years ago, but like, it was kind of funny to think like, you know, they met in the WWE where like things were pretty, pretty squeaky clean as far as like you know the stuff you saw on screen and like and you know but then like he leaves wwe like ever since it's like these matches some of these matches he's been having where he's just bleeding like crazy and going through glass and barbed wire and all this stuff and just seeing her reactions like that's been kind of a, a funny layer of it to me too because like you can tell she just loves him so much and she thinks that, she, that he's so awesome and like so badass but then like every now and then she's like I'm really scared. Like, I really don't want you doing this. And you can tell he just like feeds off of that. Like he just, he just, he loves being that dude who like can take it to that next level of craziness and like still get away with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, uh, 
yeah. I, well, she she was talking uh, with, with Danielson on on the podcast, and Danielson's like, "Yeah, I just love the bleed. Like, it's great. It, it, you know, love it." He's like, "Your husband loves to do it too." She's like, "Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know why you guys just want to go out there and bleed all over the place. Like, he got he got bloody last night. His ear was ripped up and yeah. everything. Like, it's a job boxing match. He's gonna he's gonna bleed in the match. Like, he some people feed off that. I don't get it. I don't want to go out there and cut myself open and bleed all over the place, but." Some people just feed off that. And yeah, watching Renee and just like, oh, fuck, uh, here here he goes again. He's going to do something insane. And Moxley, he's at the top of his powers, I feel. And CM Punk, I, I think he's at the top of his powers as well. I'm really looking forward to this match at All yeah. Out. I'm glad it's happening. I don't know what the original plan was for All Out. If it was Moxley and Punk before Punk got hurt and they kind of had a reverse course with this. But it they pivoted to this and I think it's going to work out in their favor pivoting to this. Yeah. And they've had to do a lot of, a lot of that. Right. I mean, like that's kind of a good transition into the other AEW spotlight, but like, because like even speaking of pivoting, you know, the, the hangman and the young bucks, which we're about to talk about, like these, this was the whole story that probably was supposed to start playing out a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then Kenny got hurt and they, I feel like they've had to like really push stuff back. And then like, in the Adam Cole coming in at that time and everything and Cody leaving and there's just a lot has happened that, you know, so yeah, if you want to get into that real quick. Um, yeah. So, so last night um, we, we saw the young bucks, they're in the trios tournament. They don't have a partner. It's a mystery partner. Uh, so they go to hangman page backstage and they're like, Hey, hung bucks, let's get back together. You know, let's, let's do this. Let's win these trios championships. And hangman is just like, like I can't do that to Dark Order. Like if if I'm in it, that means it's po- it's possible that they might not win. Like this is about them. They supported me during my run, helping me to the title when I was down. When you guys left me, I'm gonna support them, and so I'm just gonna be in their corner instead of you know competing in this thing. And now Brandon Cutler is gonna be the partner with the Young Bucks, and we'll we'll see what happens if the Young Bucks can carry Brandon Cutler in this trios tournament. Uh, I thought it was a good segment. I liked it because it did seem like it was, we were leaning towards hung bucks when he made the save last week after the undisputed elite turn. And, you know, I liked that hangman actually referenced this dark order stuff. They've done a good job on being the elite. Not everybody watches being the elite. Uh, I do think AEW still has an issue of like not letting certain things breathe. Like I would have liked to see a replay of the undisputed elite attack. I'm not saying you got to beat me over the head with all this stuff every single week, but this should have been a big deal. Like show me some recap of this, like put some more focus on this kind of stuff. Uh, But I like that hangman was like, you know what? No, like dark order. Hey, these guys are still my friends, even though I aligned with jungle boy and Luchasaurus that one week instead of them, like they've supported me. I'm going to continue to support them. Like you guys need to find somebody who hadn't turned on you. You haven't turned on them. Like you, you need to find somebody like that. It's all seemingly setting up for the big Kenny Omega return next week because the Young Bucks are in action next week, unless it is Brandon Cutler. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting, seem, seemingly we're getting Kenny Omega back next week, one week after CM Punk is back. What do you yeah. think of the segment and uh, Omega's eventual return? Um, I, li- I've, I like the segment. I think I think it all makes sense. You know, I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, one of my favorite moments in AEW history was the, what makes a cowboy uh, vignette like the, the video package right before. And then like the entrance of hangman of the dark order coming out to wrestle the elite squad when they were dressed up like a uh, space jam, like that, yeah. 
that that entrance was incredible. I'm still waiting for Jazzwares and Jeremy Pedauer to put out a um a, a hangman page with like that gear with like the the purple uh uh roses and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Like that. Anyway, so like I, I think there's been a lot of like pretty cool, really cool moments actually that that hangman and the and uh and the uh, the dark order have had on on TV, but most of what you see with them is on BTE. Um so my thing is this i'd imagine it won't actually be brandon the, the only reason i think that they could do brandon cutler as the young bucks partner the only reason it would make any sense is if like he is the reason they lose like like brandon cutler gets pinned right. that eliminates the young bucks team and then like whenever kenny's ready to come back then kenny and the young bucks go after whoever the champions are like i could see something like that maybe but i think the more likely scenario is that kenny's just back in time for all out and they just didn't and if kenny's back i would have kenny and the young bucks win the entire thing even though i know that's predictable like i think that's still the right thing to do um what i really want to see now though like i i think that eventually we will get the elite coming back together and it'll be the the four uh the four person team of well i guess brandon cutler technically as well so like you would have hangman the Young Bucks, Kenny, and then I guess Brandon Cutler, um, kind of you know with them, you know, as like their their camera guy or whatever. But um, what I really want to see, I want to see the Young Bucks and Kenny focusing mainly on the trio side of things, especially if Kenny. If this is a good kind of crutch for Kenny, where like depending on how injured he still is and how ba- you know hurt and banged up he still is, a trio's title for him would be perfect because the young bucks can still i mean all three of those guys that would be fair are always dealing with like nagging injuries like uh matt and nick jackson you know they're 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 banged up too but it helps all three of those guys like to be able to have three people to do the work instead of just one or two of them and i, I would love to see a storyline play out where they have kind of their own thing going on with the trios and they're like they kind of collectively had chosen hangman to be like all right like hangman you got to get your world title back. And like this time, this time, like it isn't you versus Kenny. Like we all have your back. Like this is like, you know, you've, you've won the title before you, you've lost your confidence before you've won the world title. We weren't there for you. You lost it. You kind of lost your confidence again, kind of hanging out the dark order again. Like, like, like to see hangman kind of make a run for the title again, but with the support of the rest of the elite, I think that could be interesting. Um, so I think there's a lot of really cool stories and matches and a lot of different stuff that's going to come out of um, all of the stuff we saw. And last night I thought was a pretty good kind of setup to a lot of stuff because you also start kind of alluding to the idea that the Dark Order and uh, and the Young Bucks are on different sides of this bracket too. So like it's very possible that it winds up being the dark order versus the young bucks and, and Kenny or the young bucks and hangman. If like, he does wind up ultimately joining with them. And so I think, do you think that's where it heads? Do you think we get the dark order versus the elite as like the mate as like the finals of this thing? So, so I was going to ask you about the bracket. Uh, so I'm glad you asked me. So we have young bucks and mystery partner against Andrade dragon Lee and Roosh. It, you would, unless Brandon Cutler is in this, and he takes the pinfall here. If it's Omega, you would think that o- Omega and the Young Bucks are going to win. We, on the top end of this bracket, we have Osprey and Aussie Open against Death Triangle. 
and I we we've had this Omega and Osprey tease forever. Like th- yeah. this has been. I don't know if the heat's legitimate. The way both of these guys talk, it sounds kind of yeah. legitimate. But if they're working, they're doing a very good job of it. Um, I don't know if they're just going to do like Omega Osprey in like a six-man kind of thing. Like I kind of think one of the Aussie Open guys maybe just takes the pinfall in that since Pac, Penta, and, and Phoenix are the, you know, the, the three AEW guys in that. And so we don't end up getting the Omega Osprey tease. Then on the other side, we have trust busters and best friends. Uh, and we have house of black and dark order putting dark order over house of black is a gutsy call because house of black is seemingly like one of their, their big deals. Like Malachi is mostly on television. Brody King's been, you know, he's been beating Darby Allen until last night when he lost the coffin match. And people think highly of a buddy Matthews who should wrestle more better Omega as, as they call him <laughs> dark order has just been, they've been losing a bunch of matches. So for like, they, ju- they literally just lost the house of black. I think like two weeks ago or three weeks ago on like rampage, maybe it's a little bit longer, but they lost the house of black on rampage a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I'm not mistaken on that. And they tag team match. Um, so for it to align as Dark Order against Young Bucks and Omega, like I think that's the best story with the Hangman Page stuff. But man, to have them beat House of Black would yeah, that would be a, a gutsy call given how Dark Order has been treated for for the most part. I kind of think they to, Tony leans very heavily towards match quality, and I'm not sure. I, I'm not saying that like Dark Order against Young Bucks and Omega would be like a terrible match or anything. I think House of Black comes out on the other side of this bracket to, to set up them against Young Bucks and Omega. I think, I don't know. The story is the Dark Order, though. That's the story. But I still think House of Black ends up in the finals. Where are you at on this? It, it depends on what order they do this tournament, I guess. Because because like like you said, for the, for the Dark Order to get to the finals, they'd have to beat House of Black, and then they'd have to beat either the Trush Busters or the Best Friends, right? That was that. That's they, that they're going to beat that. I don't, I don't, like the Trust Busters and Best Friends feel like, yeah, whoever was winning that is probably losing in the, the semifinals. Probably. Well, I mean, I expect the Best Friends to beat the Trust Busters. Like, I, I think that's probably, but, um, and by the way, I like the Trust Busters. Like, I, I like, I think Ari Davari, um, like people, you know, we're going to talk of some NXT level up today. Don't worry, y'all. But everyone's waiting a, a bated breath with it for <laughs> the NXT yeah. level up yeah. discussion we're going to have. Don't you worry. But the reason <laughs> I bring that up is because when it was 205 Live still, um, Ari Davari was a, a guy along with Tony Nese and some others that like I thought were really the backbone of that show and really didn't get enough credit. Like Ari Davari is a really solid wrestler. Um, it's just he was on a show that nobody cared about. But... I like him. I think that Parker Bordeaux already is showing a lot more uh, promise right now than he ever did as Harlan in the W or in uh, the NXT. And dude, I think it's hilarious. There's so many people that don't know who Slim J is. Like, I'm like, tell me you don't know about indie wrestling without telling me you don't know about indie wrestling. Like, if you don't know who Slim J is, like, you don't just don't know about any. I don't know what to tell you. Like. I don't, you know, I'm not one of those like hipsters that thinks you need to spend you time are. watching. Bury, every- bury all the people who dislike indie wrestling. You're burying my fiance, by the way, because she is last night during that segment. She's like, who are these people? She knew Parker yeah. Bordeaux because Listen. his name was on his shirt, uh, but right. did not know Davari and then did not know Slim Jazz. Like, yeah, Slim Jazz has been around for like 20 years. He's been around and, forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he's, he's Davari, looked the same the entire time, too. 
Yeah, I was like, Davari, he's been, he was on like 205 Live and stuff. She's like, okay, thanks. And then she asked me again like five minutes later, who are these people? Yeah, and, and to be fair, like my buddy who was watching the show with me last night, he said the same thing and stuff. And, and I saw plenty of people on Twitter that were, who is this guy, you know? This guy looks like a loser. And I'm like, guys, like watch some like 2002, or like I guess when did Ring of Honor start, 2002? It would have been yeah. right around that time that like he was a part of like really early Ring of Honor but also part of it for me is he stayed he stayed relevant on like the southeast indie scene for a long time like so i i've seen him like wrestle in georgia over like the last few years and stuff like that or like in tennessee and stuff so like i so he's been kind of fresh in my mind over the past years even when he wasn't in ring of honor and stuff so like i'm 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 just i'm a fan of his i think he's a really underrated wrestler and a really innovative guy a guy who like you know who kind of in a lot of ways is kind of like an amazing red type of guy where like a lot of people did, he innovated a lot of stuff and a lot of people have taken um, kind of like the blueprint of a lot of his moves and stuff like that. And like, so he just doesn't get the credit he deserves. So I think it's really cool to see him at least on AEW TV and as a part of ring of honor. Um, but when it comes to the dark order, I think it's possible that, depending on when these matches take place, like if the dark order match happens before the dark order versus house of black match happens before the young bucks match. It's not young bucks or next week. Young bucks are in, in Omega or maybe Omega Uh, young bucks matches is next week. So the dark order isn't next week also. Is it? No, I don't know. I, that's I don't. I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they announced that that was also okay. Because the only the only thing I was thinking is if like Dark Order gets eliminated before the Young Bucks even have their match, then that would open up Hangman to not have to align with Dark Order. You know what I mean? Like if they were right. already out, then he could be like, "Oh man, like my my team is out, so like there's nothing stopping me from from teaming." When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply with the young bucks you know what i mean right um, yeah they it, it's the only thing they announced for next week if, from trios action is the young bucks match so unless they okay. add the dark order match uh and then yeah that goes on first or something then the young okay. bucks match is first i'm i'm gonna predict kenny comes back next week yeah that's fair yeah yeah that, i think i think this i think it's we just get kenny and the young bucks at that at, at, at that point then i think yeah. that makes the most sense I, I agree with you, and you know, we, we will see. With uh, uh, money, Mar- money, Mark says Miro costs House of Black. See, I that I think that could be a possibility as well. And the story is Dark Order against Young Bucks and, and Hangman, and then sort of what does Hangman do? Does he just play neutral? Does he try to help Dark Order? Does he help the elite guys? And but that sort of turns up heel because if he turns against dark order, like that's probably not the best way to, to go about it. And I think they want to keep Omega and the bucks faces at least for right now, because undisputed elite is heel. And so that's the feud. Uh, there's options there and we'll see w- which way they go. The story is dark order though. I still feel that house of black is, is probably ending up 
in the finals. It just feels weird to beat them, to have Dark Order yeah. beat them. But Miro costing them would be the way to sort of do it, since Miro did say last night of like, you know, I he didn't reveal his black eye, but he did say last night of like, I'm coming to, I'm going to use this as power now, and I'm coming to still like destroy House of Black. So costing them this championship uh, or this place in the tournament would probably be the way to go. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of the, uh, you know, the eye, I thought that was awesome that Sting had the face paint like he had been sprayed in the face by Malachi last night. Yeah. Sick. Um, they they, they got to make an action figure for that too for Sting. But yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I like the continuity they have with like the whole misting people, like po- like the, kind of the poison and the way it takes over like your face and stuff and messes your eye up and stuff. Like, I, it's pretty cool how they've done that. I, I agree though with you. I, I think that House of Black has been protected so well, and they mean a lot to the show. And I, I, I don't, I don't think that they're gonna lose um, up until the finals if it is them versus the Young Bucks and Kenny. Although I will say, like, I, I personally, I'd love to see the best friends uh, make it to the finals. Like, I, you know, I, I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's, I think he's fantastic. And then like Trent and Chuck. I still to this day, like my one of my favorite matches in AEW history is that parking lot brawl they had with uh Santana and Ortiz. Like I I, I think that's still like a slept yeah. on um AEW match. Like that was incredible. Like and, and Trent and Chuck, I think, are really damn good. They just get kind of overshadowed sometimes. Um, but so there's a lot of good options. Even Aussie Open and Osprey um versus Death Triangle, like that's an unpredictable outcome. Like I I I I'm gonna probably choose death triangle because like they're more of like the established AEW group but like i mean you can't count out will osprey and i mean the matches are going to be great so i think they they put together a really badass tournament for the trios and there's also still like five well, everybody's six, recruiting stokely's trying to recruit every every single person that that comes up on screen uh yeah. got ethan page he tried to recruit gun club mark sterling's out here trying to recruit everybody um uh, qt marshall the factory they're trying to recruit a bunch of people they're trying to recruit starks and hobbs and anybody else that walks on screen as well it's it's recruiting season for a lot of these stables the trios they, they have the trios titles now it's like oh shit we need to bulk up our stables here but yeah but i'm i'm all for it i think it's interesting and and you know there's still five six teams or something like that trios team teams right now that aren't even in that tournament that like like they already have a like they already have a really good base for a, for a division already. Um, and it's only going to keep getting better and more interesting. Like, I mean, at some point, I mean, CM Punk and, and, and FTR, I think will be a, a trio, you know, like there, there's a, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff that, that they have the possibility of doing with this. And I've always been a fan of six man matches. Like when, when the shield was at their peak in WWE, I oh. thought that they should have tried to pull the trigger then when they had like them and the Wyatt family and new day. And like, they had, they had a lot of good, trios and they could have built more and i felt like that was a missed opportunity back then i love those shield those shield days because it was literally just like hey here's the shield against anybody and it's just a great match every single time it was all and for the most part it was like uh danielson kane and like a friend didn't matter who i back (laughs) yeah yeah, like okay great match like yeah the shield six men were just like always the highlight of wwe tv during that time yes yeah they if they could have done a trios division maybe they would have but they don't even at least back then they didn't put like much stock into a tag division so they definitely weren't no back then like rollins and reigns were just like the tag champs because they just needed them to have belts and like ambrose was the was the u.s champ yeah 
Yeah, no, I, but I will, I mean, I'll, I'll always give that credit. You know, I think that, I think if you're talking strictly WWE and granted, keep in mind, you know, I grew up through the attitude era of the, the mid nineties through all of this. And I honestly think if you're talking strictly WWE, I think the Shield's the best WWE faction ever. Like when you look at like the actual overall landscape of what, what it did for that company, like in like making Reigns their next quote unquote kind of Cena Rollins has been a perennial main eventer. Ambrose went on to become, you know, the one of the top guys outside of the company. Um, but obviously, you always can make the argument for like DX, and you know, there's there's been some good stables. But I think when you take three guys who were like relatively unknown to like the mainstream, I mean, Reigns was completely unknown. Ambrose and and uh, Rollins were well were known if you if you pay attention to the indies, but for three people to come in and make that kind of impact and just immediately start having those kind of matches and the kind of matches that kind of changed the work rate of like the brand overall. Like once they started having those matches, that's when you started seeing more and more of the kind of like indie people of that generation starting to also kind of break out and NXT. I think, I think NXT success also is a trickle down from how, how successful the shield was so fast. And like, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there too. Like, you know, I, I bash the WWE more than, more than I probably should, but like when they do it right, they do it right. And like I think the shield was, I think the shield was a smash hit. And and the, when they when they disbanded them, it was the perfect time too because they had beaten everybody. They'd beaten Evolution multiple times. There was nothing left to do, and I did not expect Rollins to be the one to turn. So like I, anyway, I want to throw that out there that like I think the shield was like a massive success, and I think a big part of it was that we got to see all these just badass six man matches, and it like helped really establish them as like a as like a force in the company. Yeah, they were they were great. I I I'd probably go New Day as far as best. Stable. Understandable. That's, it's, that's understandable. I have nothing. I have nothing against the Shield, especially like Reigns is the biggest star in WWE. Rollins has been doing great stuff like his entire run, and even Ambrose's run like was especially now if you want to compare it to John Moxley, not yeah. on on that level. But his run was fine. Still and won the as, title. Yeah, no. and now as John Moxley, like. Yeah, I just called him like one of my favorite performers. And I think he is one of the, the top stars in, in all of wrestling, just the way he carries himself and everything. So I get that. I, I really like New Day and the longevity and the tag team matches they've had also. And, you know, two guys have been world champion. Their yeah. runs weren't great, but that's not their fault. Uh, and I no, think Woods uh... is one of the most underrated performers in all of wrestling. Sure. You yeah, know, I think that's a totally reasonable like I, I'm not going to argue against that. Like I, I totally understand that. And especially when you take into account two of them did win the world title with the shield, all three of them did. But I think Xavier, I think Xavier Woods like could potentially be the world champion before his career's over. Should right? be. It's totally possible. Yeah. He, he should, should be. I, I agree. Roman Reigns. He should take it all over the gaming community and, and everything. And then they, they never, they'll never promote it. Like they did with Biggie, who was all over boxing events. And they never mentioned it on television or anything like that. Said. Hmm. he's not well you know there's only one there's only one person who can win this title from roman reigns and there is a there is more than one royal family in wrestling Stu grayson um oh well him too. <laughs> um but i i do how do you feel about this this is a little off topic and just real quick because it's on my mind um and i talked about it with doug on on tuesday you're gonna bring cody rhodes into this discussion aren't you yeah so <laughs> wrestlemania if the if they go through with plans for Rock versus Roman, like let's say that they actually finally get to lock that down, okay, and it's like it's happening. 
you can't pass that up. I get that. Like if you have if you have the, the opportunity to bring the rock and you can do the rock and Roman, you have to do that through WWE. Totally understand. They're trying to make a really big deal out of night one of WrestleMania every year. It seems like now. Um, would, would, do you do the rock and Roman on night one and Roman beats the rock? Like he gets that big win over the mm-hmm. rock. And then night two, Cody beats Roman for the title. Cause I think that that makes like Cody's win even bigger. Cause the whole world just saw Roman beat the rock, which is like going to be a huge mainstream deal. And then the next night, like Cody is the guy who like beats that guy to like, you know, now they have another guy on that same level. It seems like. I think, I think Cody should beat Brock Lesnar night one. And then Roman beats the rock. I love that night one. Yeah. And then Cody beats Roman in about yeah. 10 seconds night mm-hmm. two in the main event. And that's how we have, that's how we cap off <laughs> WrestleMania and, Co- and Brandy should beat Becky and Rhonda a- as well. We don't have to go that two. far. We don't have to go that far. I love <laughs> Cody, but we don't have to go that far. And then we get the big picture of Cody and Brandy holding up all the titles at the end of WrestleMania night two in Hollywood. And then the next night on raw, they drop them and they say they're going to make movies or something <laughs> they're, they're going to do reality television that's how you book cody rhodes to win the championship he, and you get brandy involved as well there and then go. the raw after the raw after you know what instead of dropping them mjf comes out and confronts cody yeah how about that one steven jensen those are MJF the kind of things comes out if those if those if this if that actual i mean we could take the brandy stuff out but if the rest of that happens <laughs> and like cody beats brock because i think here's the thing if they do something like that i do think it's only fair if cody does also have to wrestle night one um because otherwise like a fresh cody versus a roman who just had to wrestle the rock the night before it makes roman look a little bit it makes cody look a little bit weaker because like he got to got to wrestle like a damaged goods roman reigns the next night but if cody beat brock night one and then beat Roman Knight two for the title, and then MJF debuted in in a in, in WWE. You you'd probably would you be, go to the would you go to the sperm bank and donate like all of all of your sperm because you would be coming so much after these three <laughs> nights of of uh, actions. Call it call, call it a work for a week. Yeah, just be like here. I got like pretty much my entire all the sperm in my body to donate to you like after what i just witnessed on wwe television hey man i mean well it's one of those things where like if they were doing those kind of things you would hear me marking out for wwe (laughs) television it'd be the first time in a long time that was the case um i'd be real i've been saying it for a long time I, i want i want to watch raw on mondays and like be excited and like get back into it and i'm excited for the future of the company i really am but there's no way of getting me more excited than if they put that world title on Cody, especially if you beat Roman for it, if he was the one to do it. And and if MJF came in, that's like, that's really, that really piques my interest. Um, so I think I'm a year early on MJF. I'm pretty sure his contract's not up till 2024, but whatever. Yeah. This is a complete fantasy scenario. So yes. in this fantasy scenario, MJF comes in the night after Cody go. beats Brock and Roman on back-to-back nights. Uh, any anything else on the AEW? so by the way this was gonna be my spotlight topic but i didn't want to go too mean i'm gonna mention this that the mere since people uh brought up miro costing house of black this sucks that's awful julia hart with oh you know come come with us i do like miro's comment of like only one woman can touch me it's not you (laughs) can we do something better with miro this house of black stuff does nothing for me it's 
it's not good stuff. I don't care about this dumb eye thing. Some people, it affects them forever. Some people, Cody just, you know, took a shower and he was fine a week after getting misted. It's dumb. I can't, I don't like it at all. I, I like, I like the concept of it, but like it is inconsistent. Um, the thing with Miro, I don't want to talk about it for too long. Um, because then we got other topics to get to, but with, with, with Miro, he's just, he's just a product of kind of being lost in the shuffle and he's, yeah, it's terrible. but it's, but it's also it's tough to to book him. I feel like because he's too good to just like have him going out there and losing consistently. But he isn't like I don't think he's figured into being like their world champion anytime soon either. So like he's in the same position someone like Lance Archer's in. It feels like where they're they're in like that Max Holloway spot of rankings where like they they're gonna just keep knocking off contenders, right. but like they can't get the tight. I mean, obviously Holloway was the champion before but like with Volkanovski being the champion hallway can't beat Volkanovski he's tried three times now and and I feel like Miro's kind of in the same spot where like he can beat all these other people but it also kind of knocks contenders off from being able to get towards the just have them, can I just get some banger Miro matches can yeah. can you just give me Miro against Buddy Matthews how come Buddy Matthews doesn't wrestle That's why don't they put this man in, in the ring more Tony Khan's all about like hey let's just book great matches book great matches can I get some great Buddy Matthews matches? Can I get some great Miro matches? Just give me a singles match between this guy, these guys. I assume we'll get that at some point. That's all I want. I don't need to see Brody King and Darby Allen thirty times. Coffin match was great. Don't get me wrong, oh, yeah. but I don't. I don't need to see this. Give me some banger Miro. I don't need Jay Lethal on my television at all. All right, cutting promos and, and doing his shit with uh, Sanjay. That's great. Satnam Singh. Like I don't. I don't need this stuff. Just give me Miro matches. Come on. That's what are we doing out here? They should have Miro out there just kicking ass more often on TV. That's yeah. that's for sure. I don't need Luchasaurus doing squash matches, okay? Like, no offense to Luchasaurus, but really? This is what we're going to do? Cool. Especially when it's Anthony Henry. Like, I don't want to see him yeah, getting Anthony squashed. Henry they should, should do something be. with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't need these Luchasaurus squash matches. Give me a cool Miro squash match because Miro rules. Luchasaurus is there. Knock it off move on let's move on to wwe you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a wwe superstar you know, wwe superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler steven jensen yeah we pick these spotlights yep. every week it's stuff it's stuff that we're interested in it's stuff mm-hmm. we want to talk about and you you've admitted on this show you said many times on this show that like you're not the biggest wwe fan even said today, like you bury them more than you probably should, and I don't even think you're that harsh on them. Right? But you're, you're not. You're not the biggest WWE fan, and that's what I love about doing this show with you is because I almost force you to watch WWE. You know, I apologize for that mm-hmm. many times. Uh, and then, it, you know, you you had me watch the Indies, which I appreciate. I your WWE spotlight. You yeah. just messaged me, and you said Quincy Elliott is tight. Yeah. Does is, is he like Ethan Page? Does he have the the tightest tits in the game? Does he have a, a tight ass? Is, is nah. are his punches tight? Like, nah. So I thought it was hilarious because I saw on the uh, on the description of the video you left that like as the topic like Quincy Elliott yeah. is tight. So no, what I, I mean? Didn't by... what, I didn't know what this meant. No, so I, what... I I fully admit. Yeah. It, it, you know, I I force you to watch WWE. You were forcing me to watch fucking NXT level up 
because if yep. you if you Google or if you YouTube Quincy Elliott, all of his stuff is from Level Up. I, I don't yeah, even know if this it. man has been yeah. on NXT Mm-mm. television. No, nope. so I'm I'm watching Level Up to see okay who is Quincy Elliott. All apologies to Level Up and Quincy Elliott. I've not watched any of this stuff until Steven Jensen told me Quincy Elliott is tight and essentially forced this in front of my, what makes Quincy Elliott tight? Steven okay. Jensen. So the, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I messaged Jeremy, um, my spotlight. I said, I said, my WWE topic is Quincy Elliott is tight. And Jeremy's immediate response was who the fuck is Quincy Elliott? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so here, so what I mean by Quincy Elliott is tight, Jeremy. So I don't know if you, I don't know how hip you are to the lingo, but not at all. Tight, I mean like, uh, like he's awesome. He's cool. Like I like him. Oh, okay. yeah, he's tight. So like, I so that's 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 all I meant by that. Um, the reason I wanted to bring him up this week is because for one, I there was nothing WWE wise. I don't think that I was gonna be that interested Dexter in Dexter Loomis is back you didn't have any interest in that guy yeah I saw that he was not really worth talking about though I don't think <laughs> um hey look no shout out shout out to Sam Shaw right like I'm glad he's got his job back I'm I, I just I you know the other, my only other option was going to be like AJ wrestling the Miz in the main event like kind of like that's really the only other thing I really would care about probably on the show and I thought AJ looked good by the way I did really watch uh, Miz Miz throwing that chair when AJ was going for the forum, that ruled. I popped yeah. so much for that. I love a good, like, just toss to the head. Yeah. Love, a nice good, risky, a like. Toss to the head. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but so I was like, you know what? How about instead of, like, trying to go out of my way to find something, like, try to force myself to like something, I just bring up something that I like that I've already seen this week. That's and fine. for those of you who who follow The Weekender over on FightfulSelect.com, I cover nxt uh level up and nxt uk over there on that show every week so i keep up with nxt level up and i've been watching the progression of quincy elliott the last few months and he's a guy who have you seen him yet did you did you look him yeah, up or i watched okay. quincy elliott stuff you, you know if, if Dude, i'm gonna have to talk about this I yeah tried okay to... i you know i figured you would i figured yeah. you would i'm not trying to call you out i figured you would so <laughs> um he's really impressive to me like he's this guy he's huge but like he's throwing like he's agile he's throwing like nice strikes and uppercuts and stuff like in his it's the charisma factor that i'm like i think he could really be a star in the wwe system with vincent man there i think he would have been a guaranteed star because he would have been even if he wound up being like a comedy act i think vince would have been like this guy looks different we can go and we have him out there dancing for the crowd or whatever. Like he'd have, he'd figure something out to do with him on Raw or SmackDown. I think pretty fast triple H might, I don't, I don't know, but I think that he has a lot of potential. I really do. Like he has kind of this on androgynous type of character where he's out there kind of like grinding on dudes. Like he twerks and stuff at people. Yeah. Like it's just, but it's like, it's entertaining. Like he has like a little bit of like the love machine viscera and him doing like the, the pelvic thrusts and stuff. But he's agile and like, he's actually been really confident in the ring and NXT level up as a show. I say this all the time. We're like, if you watch that show with the right expectations, it's actually a really enjoyable show. If you're watching it, knowing like these people are going to do mainly pretty basic moves, but like the whole point of it is just to get reps in front of a live audience. Like that's the whole point is like, just to keep getting better each week 
to the point where you can quote unquote level up and do something on one of the bigger brands. And yeah, I wanted to spotlight Quincy Elliott because like, honestly, he's been impressive. I've, I've, I've enjoyed all of his matches and, and he, he beat Zion Quinn this past week, who is a guy who has like that WWE look like he's a, he's a muscular dude. He's athletic and he had been getting pushed on NXT level up. And it looked like they, they were going to probably do something with him on NXT. Um, I don't know if they did or not. Cause I don't follow the NXT uh, weekly show, but it's one of those things where like, I don't know. I felt like a big deal that he beat Zion Quinn because I felt like Zion Quinn was like kind of the guy getting the push on that brand and for Quincy to win. And I like his finisher too. He does this thing where he like, instead of climbing to the top rope, he like pushes himself up like with all off the ropes and hits the splash and stuff. And I don't know. I just wanted to highlight him because I actually, I actually like legitimately, I'm not on, I unironically like really do enjoy what I'm seeing out of Quincy Elliott. And I think he has a lot of potential. I appreciate that you didn't just go like, Hey, yeah, Dexter Loomis is back. Let, let's talk about Karrion Cross is back. That mm-hmm. happened on SmackDown. Like yeah. we could have technically like been covered about. enough. I mean, I agree. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But like we still could have like talked about that. I appreciate that you're like, eh, instead of talking about this stuff. Let me just go with Quincy Elliott because I enjoy his work. And that is the point of this show is we want to talk about stuff. Maybe it's not always stuff we enjoy, just something we want to talk about. But you enjoy Quincy Elliott's work. It is tight. And it's you tight. wanted to talk about him. And now maybe more people will check out Level Up and Quincy Elliott. I did watch uh, a couple of his matches. I watched the Zion Quinn match. I was I kind of figured he was winning because you had you picked this. I as told your you, I literally said in our in our chat, I said he beat Quincy Elliott last week on level up. Oh, on that. Zion. Quinn. Oh yeah. I, I, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't even read that one. <laughs> Sorry. But like, I figured he'd winning just because you picked Quincy Elliott as a spotlight. I don't think he's a spotlight. This guy that just like lost on level up. Like what would be the point? Even if he likes him, like, I don't know if he's going to like spotlight that. Uh, so I figured he was winning. I watched that match. I was still a little stunned that like, Oh yeah. Cause I know Zion Quinn has been on like NXT TV and it seemed like he'd been kind of getting a little bit of a push there. I think Quincy Yell is fine. I don't know how this translates to the main roster, especially Triple H's vision. Um, I could see Triple H like utilizing him in, in like an undercard type of role. He is a is a character that the audience will probably get behind and like a little fun loving, like opening kind of act type of thing. I definitely think Vince, Vince probably would have done stuff the way we're like, uh this probably isn't good probably like uh, Funkasaurus something yeah yeah like Vin- Vince would have done yeah yeah Vince would have done like offensive shit with him probably um I, I could see Triple H and I mean by no means comparing him to Dusty Rhodes or anything but he's got a little of that like uh yeah. you know dancing that Dusty would do everything and like he'd take a he'd, he'd get hit with a shoulder block and he'd kind of you know wiggle his shoulders and, and whatnot I could see Triple H like kind of utilizing him like that because he does have a certain charisma about him that you're not going to find with other men his size. So I could see Triple H taking a liking to him because of that. Quincy Elliott, guys, get on the Quincy Elliott bandwagon before he dethrones Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania <laughs> uh, 42 in a couple of years. Uh, every, everyone get on the Quincy Elliott bandwagon right now along with Steven Jensen. Yeah, when he winds up being like a big star in the WWE, y'all can, y'all can remember this show this that that i was you know because i wanted to talk about him for a second to be honest i talk about him often on the weekender but like yeah i just like you know what he got a big one over zion quinn i've been impressed by the guy week after week and nsc level up doesn't get enough love you know i i get why people don't watch it i understand but like 
if you go into it, like I said, with the right mindset and just want to see if you're like me and you like seeing the development you know, of somebody, especially because someone like Quincy Elliott didn't have an indie run. Like he's just straight up performance center. So like, I really like kind of seeing the the progression of, of these talents that I haven't gotten to watch really on the indies and um, just see how fast they improve and stuff. And um, yeah, I think Quincy Elliott's a good example of that. So I think he's got a really bright future in the WWE. I, I legitimately think that. Uh, my WWE spotlight is Ciampa. He did not win the U.S. title, but I love this match against Bobby Lashley. And I love what they're doing with the U.S. title as well because they don't technically have a world title on Raw right now. I guess they do. Like, Roman's supposed to be on both shows, but Roman's, like, barely on one show. Uh, so they, they don't really have, like, just a de facto. And I, I know that there's reports that they do want to, like, have their own world title and they might end up splitting the titles. Uh, we're not to that point yet. That's not something they they've done on television so we don't know if it's going to happen so they're, they're basically treating the u.s title as like the biggest thing on raw which is good because it does make the u.s title feel important the the video package they do like it makes lashley uh holding that title feel like a bigger deal lashley i think is a legit superstar like he just has a presence about him to where anything he does feels like a big deal so him holding that title lends it some extra prestige and credibility as well and I thought this Chapa match was great. And I they, they 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 had me on a couple of these near falls. Like because we know Champa is such a triple H guy, and it's like, oh yeah, sure. Like Champa, they'll, they'll just put the belt on him, and this is a triple H move. Because of like that factor and the fact that like Tommaso Ciampa is a very great professional wrestler, Bobby Lashley, great professional wrestler. Like they had me on some of these near falls. I thought this match was great. I think if you if you haven't watched it, go out of your way to watch this match. Um, and I like what Lashley's doing. And Ciampa, he's getting he's getting the spotlight with Triple H. He he got he won the triple threat match. He beat AJ Styles in the singles match as well. Has this great match against Lashley. They're clear. We know he's a Triple H guy. We know they're going to elevate him. I thought we were going to get Gargano at the end of the show. I still think we're going to get Gargano in WWE at some point very soon. Um, you know, we'll see if that, if they align up, Ciampa did the, the, uh, Gargano, whatever the Gargano lock. I, I Gargano escape. Yeah. Gargano escape. Uh, like he did that in this match. So more teases there, but yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, like just great job the past couple of weeks under, under triple H having the matches we know he's capable of a cutting promos on the, the social media. He's, he's been cutting some great promos. I think being aligned with Miz, Miz is always that guy that, I understand the knock on him. He's that safe guy that can just elevate anybody and get him used to the WWE system and the WWE style, like main roster kind of stuff. And he did that with Ciampa. Now with Triple H coming in, Ciampa already has like the NXT experience and stuff. Good stuff from Tommaso Ciampa these past couple of weeks. Good stuff with the United States title. Bobby Lashley, just a fucking brick house of a force who has been great in this U.S. title run as well yeah yeah I, I agree with everything you said um there's somebody with like a leaf blower outside my window by the way hopefully that isn't coming through that's so annoying when they they don't tell me when they're going to do this stuff um anyway punch them in the face Stephen. <laughs> um but no I, I i i thought the uh the organo escape was really cool too when you locked that in because that's i think foreshadowing also because i think organo is coming back to the wwe um and even Corey graves on uh on commentary during that he was like if you want to do a submission, you have to do it yourself. This is like bringing yeah. a lot of DIY, yeah. DIY references. Um, 
Him aligning with The Miz, I still don't totally get that. That, but that's on me for not watching the show weekly. Um, but it is something. It, it's it's nice to see that Champ has got a good spot on the show. And like you said, us knowing he's a Triple H guy, it, it makes it even more interesting because you feel like he could actually get some big wins. You're like, hey, if Triple H has his back, he could beat Lashley. Um, and I thought they made I thought they made Champa look really good. I thought they made Lashley look good um, in his defense. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was all really solid. Uh, Champa kept going for the fairy tale ending, and, and Lashley kept powering out, which also makes sense for Lashley. Like that's that's on brand for him too. Like it's gonna take it's gonna be tough to 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 get a guy like him in a move like that and, and execute it. And Lashley kept powering out of it, and um. Yeah, I think the verdict's still out for me on like how I feel about Champ on the main roster. Once again, part of it is because I don't watch it as often. And the other side is like he's an older guy who he looks he looks very old at the as well. I mean, like with that seventy, he, yeah, he looks super old. But he can go in the ring. I mean, that's unquestionable. Um, just a matter of like what does WWE really have for him long term. Is, is it him and Gargano as a tag team when Gargano comes back? Is it the two of them feuding again? But, like, have, have I feel like we've seen that enough. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, like, the – but the good thing is it's, it's optimistic. Um, it's an optimistic uh, position to be in, I think, if you're if you're Champa or a fan of Champa right now because um, – and I think a big part of it obviously has to do with Triple H taking over uh, creative because I, I don't want – I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer over here, but, like, I, Champa has already looked more successful than like the last few weeks than I thought he would ever look on the main roster in the WWE yeah. under Vince. So that's that's and a good sign for him. Apparently, Vince liked him. I mean, I, I feel like everyone says Vince likes me. Vince spoke highly. Of, like Malachi was like, "Yeah, Vince loved all my shit," and then like he, he released them. So right. I, I think Vince tells he everybody that he likes them, and then what he actually does with them are different things. I do think pairing him with Miz was a sign of like some sort of confidence because they put Miz with people like they they kind like they like and they want to see how they're going to do. And I think Champa did very well as far as the pairing with Miz uh the, the fiance just messaged me like i watch raw every week which is a lie and she doesn't understand uh like the pairing with miz i don't didn't quite get it at first either it's just like oh this seems sort of random but that's what they do on wwe i i do think the they were paired basically because it was like hey choppa we need to get him used to the wwe main roster style miz is the guy to to 100 do that i think that was more of what it is like does it make sense from a logical standpoint not really but Champa's called himself like the greatest sports entertainer ever like that's that that was the brand he was using in nxt during the gargano feud miz is a very great sports entertainer so i can kind of see how how that works um i i think Champa, i don't i don't think he's gonna be world champion or anything i bought he was gonna be u.s champion on monday i could easily see him winning one of those secondary titles and holding it the gargano thing still looms I'd be happy if they just split them. Yeah. And you got to reference it, but I don't need them immediately feuding. I don't need them immediately tag teaming. We've been there, done that with this stuff. Like let that breathe a little bit. Cause I think Gargano, there's bigger things in store for him than like, Hey, let's align him, which I don't need main roster just being NXT black and gold from a few years ago where I thought that product was even getting a little bit stale with some of the stuff they were doing. Sure. No, it's totally, totally fair. And I, I think I read something recently that apparently uh, 
uh, Shawn Michaels, I guess, had reached out to Johnny Gargano personally. Yeah. So, like, I'd imagine he's on the way back, um, which is great for him. You know, hopefully, hopefully it works out well for him. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that you chose Champa as the spotlight this week because it gave me a reason to you know go out of my way to kind of catch up on what he's been doing um, on Raw. And I, yeah, I, like I said, I he is he is doing much better right now on the main roster. And this once again obviously has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the the former creative. But like, it looks like he's in a good spot on Raw, and so I'm happy for him. Uh, we move on to our other spotlights, gentlemen. Our product is what it is. We are going straight up the middle. Bandito coming to Impact. Uh, he's going to debut at Emergency uh, Emergence. tomorrow night. Emergence, Emergency. I always call it the wrong thing. Sorry, Impact. Uh, he's going to debut tomorrow night uh, against Ray Horse. Like th- this should be a, a absolute banger of a match. I. I definitely think that i don't think anybody's doubting that this match isn't going to be great uh i'm more interested in like bandito's overall place in impact because it does seem like this might be a more of a as long term as it could be kind of thing bandito will probably still work for various companies and everything but by the way he's talked it seems like he's kind of working uh more dates with impact after this and you know i think he can certainly x division you know he was the top guy in ROH and, you know, say what you will about his run. ROH was in a very weird spot, but I think Bandito can be a guy that can be sort of a top guy, like Bandito versus Joss Alexander. Like sign me up for that. That'd be a great match. Like, where do you see Bandito fitting overall in impact? I, I think he has definitely the potential to be one of their top guys for sure. I mean, and, and at this match, I believe it's him and Horace's both, both of their uh, debuts and impact yeah. against each other. So and by the way, I need to reach out to Sean and Denise. I don't know if we're doing a post show for that tomorrow night or not. Um, because it also y'all also have like the rampage and smackdown post show. I don't know. Shit, and I quit. No, no, I mean I mean fightful. Um, but I need to find out because me and Denise usually do the post shows for impact uh for their pay-per-views, but they're also not usually on Fridays, like head to head with SmackDown and Rampage. So anyway, I gotta find that out and I'll I'll keep y'all updated on like my Twitter if we're gonna be doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Bandito in Impact. Um, I think he'd fit in immediately as a, a major threat to the um, to the exhibition title, like you just said. I think him and Speedball, Mike Bailey, like that's like oh. sign me up all day for that. Yeah, they've already had like classics against each other. So right. Put that on in front of more of an audience. Yeah, I'm all about yeah, that. Exactly. With like the exhibition title on the line, like it's some prestigious gold there. Um, and then the the in the world title scene, same thing with Josh Alexander. Like the thing with Bandito that it, that I think is underappreciated is, I think he's one of those guys that he's really impressive to watch on screen. But if you get to see him live, it, it puts it you you get another perspective on him um, because he's really impressive live. Like when like especially if you can get like up close to the ring seeing the way he moves and how athletic he is and how like what kind of shape he really is in. Like when he really it's, I'll talk about this when, it, when we talk about battle slam in a second, but like I saw Anthony Agogo live at battle slam. I'm not a huge Anthony Agogo fan, but seeing him live, I was like, Oh, I get why they want to push it. like this. like, he's massive in person. Like the TV doesn't do him justice. Like how, how good looking of a dude this guy is. Like I get why he, I get why companies would find him marketable. Um, but but yeah, Bandito is the same kind of boat where like he's he's got a great look and he's fantastic in the ring. I'm not a fan of the 21 plex. I think it's a badass move. 
I just wish he didn't do it as often because I don't, I don't like the super particular setup for it and everything. But it is a very impressive move, especially live. Like, once again, when I saw him do that live, I was like, damn, that's that looks really, really hard to pull off. Um, so, yeah, I think they have an immediate um, an immediate main event level guy in Bandito, and he should be. I, I think he's a guy who could have been – I'm actually still kind of puzzled on why he isn't a part of AEW. Um, I, felt, I felt like he would fit like a glove there, especially with him being a part of All In and everything. But um, – but there's spots in, in impact that are open. Yeah. Right? You know, and it, like AEW is pretty convoluted. They have a lot of talent there and they're still trying to figure out what to do with everybody impact their spots. And, um, and I think bandito is going to be a big asset to them, uh, whether it's X division world title, some sort of tag team thing. I mean, like it's, yeah, you, you have an immediate main event level player in bandito, in my opinion. I, I agree. And, yeah, Bandito would carry the ROH world title for a time. And yeah, AEW, they, they just brought in Roosh as well. Like Dragon Lee, maybe, maybe not coming in. Um, I mean, he's going to be on their television. I don't know how, if that's like a long-term deal or anything like that. He'd probably just get lost in AEW. He'd, he'd have great matches, but that would be it. Impact, they need some like main event kind of guys. And this is not a knock on Alex Shelley at all. I absolutely love Alex Shelley. Like they're, Alex Shelley is headlining this show against Josh right. Alexander. So if you're using Alex Shelley in 2022 as a headliner, like there are definitely headlining spots uh, in impact and Bandito can easily slot in, into there. And I think Alex Shelley 100% deserves that. He rules. Chris Saban, same thing. Absolutely rules. Using these guys in headlining spots shows that, Hey, we, we have spots available who can, you know, we need guys who can be like kind of top stars in this company. I think Bandito makes a lot of sense to push in those spots along with doing exhibition stuff as well yeah and and this this ties in is a good uh transition to my other spotlight as well so carl fredericks uh announced on i think it was august 1st he announced uh he tweeted out that he's no longer with new japan pro wrestling that his contract had run up and that he's not going to resign and the reason that i want to bring this up right now is because i one, one thing that i had brought up when i brought up Carl Fredericks has the spotlight this week is where we'd like to see him next. Um, Cause I think Carl Fredericks is, he's super charismatic. He's great in the ring. He's still young. Like, I think that, I think he could be a big asset of uh, a, a friend of the spotlight, a guy we've, we've had the opportunity to interview me and hit me and you. Um, and I, I think based on kind of what we just said just a second ago, like I could, I could echo a lot of what I said about Bandito about Carl Fredericks not not from like an in-ring standpoint or a character standpoint. Bandito, you know, he's accomplished more and he has more of like a name value and he's more recognizable and this and that as of right now. But Carl Fredericks, like I saw him wrestle Josh Alexander a few months ago and it was great. Um, so like Carl Fredericks, he could go he could go head to head with Josh Alexander and Impact. Fredericks, I think, could do great in the X Division or like I I think I think Carl Fredericks could do great in Impact Wrestling. I, I think that like there once again, there's spots available there right now. And he's a guy who can kind of be positioned as an impact homegrown guy because he never really like he was like like LA Dojo and like NJPW USA and that kind of stuff, but like he wasn't like a Tanahashi or a Naito or or an Okada type of guy with New Japan. Um so I, I'd like to see I, I'd like to see Carl Fredericks really anywhere. And I know he's popping up on in, in the Indies and stuff, but like 
I want to throw that out there too. Like shout out to Carl Fredericks. He's leaving NJPW. I think he had a really good run there uh, for the few years he was there. But, um, and I'd like to see him, whether it's NXT or, or AEW or, or anywhere else, but I really think that he could really thrive immediately in Impact Wrestling. I, Carl Fredericks, same thing with, with Bandito. There are spots in Impact Wrestling. There, there are main event spots in that company that they need to elevate some of these guys i've been banging the chris bay drum forever yep, ace austin sure. another yep. young guy who should probably get elevated up yep. to these spots but like they have plenty of spots where they can be like yeah this is the main event guy and because the x division is kind of like you can it's their secondary title there, there's a certain style but it can be any style and all these guys wrestle a, a similar style nowadays anyway like fredericks could easily slot in there into impact i don't know like he, he very good in new japan very good on new japan uh strong I don't know where he fits right now. And that it's possible that he just does some indies and, and continues to try to try to stand out and everything at Carl Fredericks. We did interview him. He's a great guy. Um, yeah. I, I impact would be a good landing spot for him. I think anywhere else would certainly be maybe, maybe lost in the shuffle uh, type deal. So impacts good landing spot. Maybe if he can sign on with ROH, whatever they're doing with television, if anything uh, might be good. I, I think those are probably the two best. Look, if I'm NWA, I'm probably knocking down his door because they need something, anything that's not Tyrus. Uh, so I, I call Fredericks is a nice piece that they they could possibly acquire there. So sure. I think you'll have options. And I think for a lot of these companies who need something new, who need something different, Fredericks is a guy that can slot in there and, and be one of the top guys for these companies that need to push guys who get no offense to i'm definitely not comparing shelly to tyrus or anything but push some of these guys who we haven't seen on television for the past 20 years yeah yeah and, and yeah with uh with fredericks like you know i like like we were saying i, I think he could be like he can be have an immediate impact in impact i don't i i know that sounds have an impact in impact <laughs> um but really anywhere i think he could be he can be an asset like because like you were saying if, if you were to go to like nxt they'd have to kind of like rebuild him like for that audience um in AEW, he'd probably be more of like aw dark for a second i thought it was really interesting and kind of telling that he wasn't a part of the forbidden door but like clark connors and stuff was like i thought that he should have had some sort of presence on that show too and maybe the yeah. writing was on the wall that maybe he wasn't going to be staying around that time and that makes a little more sense now but um, yeah, NWA. That's that's I think more of a case of like if you want to go to the NWA if you're him. Like I think they're gonna have interest. It's a matter of like if he's interested also in going. Um, I don't know anybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but I I will I will say like I really think Impact would probably be the best landing spot for him because like like we've said he can immediately be. He had a like I said he had a great match with Josh Alexander a few months ago on on NJPW Strong. Um, and I'd like to see them run them back and impact in front of more, in front of more eyes. And, uh, he, he fit in anywhere X division tag team stable, whatever. Like, and once again, he's still young and like, he's, he's only going to keep getting better. Um, and you can't teach the it factor. Like he has the it factor. He's a, he's a very charismatic guy and he's really good on the microphone too. Like I, so I think there's a lot of potential for Carl Fredericks and impact wrestling. He has potential to, to be a star anywhere, but I think he can be an immediate star in impact. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the indie spotlight. I'm gonna give a big motherfucking shout out. Steven Jensen double dipping this week as the king of the indies. 
Uh, you, you have, let, let's begin with Jaden Newman winning Scenic City Invitational. You interviewed Jaden uh, a couple days after he, he won. The and, day after, yeah. Oh, there you go. So so the day after, we, we do have an article up on that on, on Fightful. So talk about, you know, Jaden Newman. He says it in the interview, like, Three years ago, we were sitting up top here. I told you, like, I'm going to be in the ring. I'm going to be in this thing. And three years later, he won the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome to watch. Like, he's another guy where if you want to know more about Jaden, you know, me and Jeremy right here, we've talked about, we, we've interviewed him on the show. Um, yeah, that was really cool. I was at Battle Slam. Well, I guess I can kind of, I can, I can lump both of my spotlights kind of together. Um, and it's kind of perfect because I only have a few minutes anyway before I clock in for the shoot job. But I, so I was at Battle Slam um, this past Sunday in Atlanta. And while I was at the show, uh, I had noticed Jaden was in the crowd as a fan. And he was sitting around like AC Mack and uh, Ashton Star, some of the other, you know, indie talents that, you know, I get to watch often. And um, and I, I kind of clicks and I'm like, wait, Jaden, Jaden's here. He just won the SCI last night. I watched the whole tournament, obviously. And I was like, this is great. I, I can. So I walk up to him. I start talking to him for a second. And uh, intermission comes up. They're like, we're going to do a six minute intermission, like, you know, halfway through the show. So I walked up to Jaden and I was like, hey, man, can we do like a quick audio interview? Like during the intermission? He's like, yeah, man. So like we, we go outside and it was great because like, you know, I was the first guy. I, I got to get his first interview after winning the tournament. And uh, and yeah, it's really cool. Like it's it's cool that he remembers that, too, because like me and him literally like that was when he was just a fan trying to get onto the show years back. And I remember having that conversation with him at Saudi Daisy high school up in like the, the top of the, the bleachers and him telling me like one day I'm going to get in this tournament. Like that's like my main goal in wrestling is like just to get in this tournament. And he's been in it a few times now, but like he, now he won the whole thing. Uh, so I'm incredibly happy for Jaden. And one of the things that I think makes it really cool. And you put it in the article that, that you wrote from the interview that I did with him which I appreciate, but he, uh, he basically said like, this also doesn't come across as like some sort of like thing that was handed to him. Like not, it, this isn't like just cause you're a Chattanooga guy, you won the Chattanooga tournament. Like, no, you won a prestigious pro wrestling tournament. Cause you're a great professional wrestler. And, um, and Jaden's only going to keep getting better. And, and I mean, you can mark my words, you can find proof of it since the last SCI tournament a year ago, I've tweeted it multiple times. I've said it multiple times on the weekender. I said for a, an entire year that I was guaranteeing that Jaden Newman would, would win the SCI tournament in 2022. And he did it. And I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy for him. And then as far as battle slam, another great show um, it's airing tonight for free on fight TV. So if y'all want to check out, um, check out battle slam, it's uh, it's going to be tonight. The, the actual show, I thought it was live on Sunday. I didn't realize that it was pre-taped. Otherwise I would have sent the results too. over. Yeah. Um, I saw the results are out there though through cage match. And I think y'all got them up on it on Fightful yeah. as well, but I would have sent y'all the, the results. I, I didn't even, I, th I thought it was live. Um, but that was another great show. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, really. I mean, if you, if you look at my Twitter, a lot of stuff will get spoiled uh, from when I was tweeting at the show, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. If y'all are planning on watching the show tonight, but um, what I will say is the card is subject to change. Um, there are a, there's quite a few things that weren't advertised or had to get switched around last minute. But I thought it was the best Battle Slam show they've done so far. And I think that Lil Scrappy worked his ass off out there. Like he really, really worked hard to put on a good match with Baron Black. And obviously Baron deserves a ton of credit for for putting it together what they what they accomplished. I I, I was impressed with, you know, for a guy who doesn't wrestle 
like I thought he did. I thought he he clearly put in the work to to try to make it something, and I, I really respect that. Um, and there was a lot of good matches. There was a lot of really good matches. The opener was probably my favorite match of the whole night. There was a four way match um, that I, I think is going to blow people away. It was fantastic. So um, so shout out to Battle Slam, Baron Black, and and yeah, Jade Newman. It was it was great to catch up with him again. And I, I told him I was like, hey man, we got to get you on the spotlight again sometime soon. Uh, you know, and he's he's down. You know, so it's like. It was cool. And, you know, I wish I would have been able to interview some more people like AC Mack was sitting right there. And I wanted to talk to him on, on the record, but I only had a six minute window. And the problem with interviewing people at battle slam and the reason I wasn't able to interview Baron this time is because the music is so loud yeah. in the venue that like you, you can't, you just can't get audio without the music drowning you out. So um, an intermission, I can do it because I could take Jaden outside and the music's kind of drowned it out. Um, for me to be able to interview Baron after these shows, I usually have to wait an hour after the show ends because everyone has to get out of the building. The music has to stop playing. The ring has to be broken down. And I just couldn't stay because I had to work early the next day for my job. I, I, so I just couldn't. But it's one of those things where I, I really appreciate Baron and I appreciate uh, every the whole Battle Slam team for uh, the hospitality and having me come to those shows. And I can't wait for the next one already. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I think for the people who watch Battle Slam tonight, they're 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 gonna really like what they see. I, I, I highly recommend checking it out tonight for free on Fight TV. Check it, check out Battle Slam. Uh, it's their third show, and look, Lil Scrappy is there, and he's beating the shit out of Baron Black. And we love Baron Black; he's been on the show as well. But Lil Friend Scrappy, the show. yep, you know, be beating up Baron Black is good stuff. And shout out, as you said, to Jaden Newman winning SCI, which has become like one of the biggest indie tournaments, if not the biggest indie tournament, I mean, PWG Bola is still like the, the, the top of the top when it comes to that. But like, otherwise, uh, SEI feels like the, the biggest indie tournament outside of a bowl. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but, uh, I mean, you would know better than I Yeah. Would. Well, for me, I'm a little biased, but like for me, the tournament I look forward to the most every year is the SCI. Um, Bola obviously is always huge. Um, another, another shout out I, I definitely give would be, uh, um, ICW NHB, um, ICW No Holds Barred. They have a uh, like a pit fighter tournament that they do with uh, every year, which is really sick. Uh, like a, sometimes like a two night tournament. So there, there's a lot of good indie wrestling tournaments out. There. I mean, like GCW Tournament Survival. You know, if you're into deathmatch wrestling, that's always a big one. Um, but but yeah, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I would I would definitely say like if you're a fan of professional wrestling, I think the CNA State Invitational is a tournament that that everyone should watch if you're a fan of wrestling. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right, Jensen, I know you got to run. Go ahead and uh, yep. plug everything you got to plug. Yep. Um, tomorrow night, like I said, I don't know if me and Denise are going to be doing an emergence post show. I need to find that out. I'm going to message Sean and Denise actually right after this to find out. Um, I know there's also the SmackDown post show and the Rampage post show. I, I don't I don't know with it being on a Friday for doing the, the the review or not. But if we are, I'll make sure to put that on my Twitter. My Twitter is fight talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Uh, use code Fight Talk on IWTV and um, listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday over on FightfulSelect.com. This Sunday, I'm going to Championship District Wrestling. We're going to need to change. Um, I said District Championship Wrestling in the interview, and that's that's why it's probably screwed up. But I think it's Championship District Wrestling. And I think on everything all that we've put out about it is District Championship Wrestling. I think it's Championship District Wrestling. The, the reason it's confusing, they're doing it at a venue called District in Atlanta. Uh, so it's like, it's at the district Atlanta and it's championship wrestling at the district. So it's like, <laughs> it's confusing, but I'll be there live. Um, this Sunday, I'm looking forward to it. And you're about to hear 
the interview that we did with uh, Diamond Sheik and Jameson uh, Ryan. So I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, I got to go clock in. Hey, Jensen, as always. Uh, yes, yeah, so we we interviewed Jameson Ryan and Diamond Sheik. Great interview. Some character stuff, some not character stuff. Oh, now I'm split screen. Look like my, my Day After Dynamite cameo here. Day After Dynamite, Fightful Overbooked. I don't know when Will is doing the show today. Uh, hopefully he's feeling better. And I assume he'll be doing the show and I will do a run-in on that show. There we go. It's just me. Uh, so, yes, we, we interviewed Diamond Sheik and Jameson Ryan. Uh, very fun. A lot of laughs on this interview. Diamond Sheik popped me so much with the Rick Ross talking about Rick Ross. Uh, I look forward to that. Everyone uh, can check out their show. The, the link is there. I'll fix the, the name of the show because it was a little confusing. But yeah, Championship District Wrestling. Uh, it's on Sunday. If you're in the, the Atlanta, Georgia area, everyone can go check that out. They got uh, Ernest the Cat Miller is going to be appearing on this show. QT Marshall and uh, Anthony Gogo in the main event against the workhorsemen, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. So here we go with our spotlights interview in the creator's spotlight with Diamond Sheik and Jameson Ryan. Welcome to the interview portion of the spotlight right here on Fightful. As always, I'm Steven Jensen, joined by Jeremy Lambert. And we are joined today by two men that I'm very happy to have on the show because I plan on attending this show this Sunday, live in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we have District Championship Wrestling coming up. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. I, I'm just bringing more and more great wrestling to the city of Atlanta. We are joined by Jamison Ryan and Diamond Sheik. How are you all doing today? Thanks for joining us. Oh, we're doing great, man. I just got out of the gym. Just got full of some chicken and beef. I'm all hyped up right now. I'm ready to go. Sheik, how are you, been man? Training for the last two hours to defend this beauty right here, the Diamond Championship belt, the gauntlet match I got on Sunday because that was part of the deal. I bought into the to the promotion and they said I had to put this up. But uh, you know, if That's they think right. I'm coming in there That's without right. training, money where your mouth is, tough guy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I did that once and you took advantage of it. So, hey, was, you know what? We can get in that in a little bit if they want to talk about it. But that was yours. You know, that's yeah, absolutely. I I I'm out here training. A good deal. I, I think that's a good place to start, man. I mean, because it's it's when you see that belt, Diamond Sheik, it draws everyone's attention. Um, I know that you are a, a celebrity jeweler on top of being involved in the wrestling world. I'm sure those two worlds uh, overlap in a, in a very interesting and exciting way for you. The belt, man, where's the idea come from? And uh, how much is that baby worth? Because that thing looks sick. Well, there's very <laughs> few people who can understand what it's worth because when you get to my level it's not all about money i've made enough money this this is status this means something if you hold this belt you're the king of the world if that makes any sense yeah this diamond right here is a 50 carat diamond it's very special to me and i've seen this belt because how much is it I didn't say I didn't say a monetary value. I know it's hard for you to think with all that meat and and you know hey, hey. muscle. But if it goes missing, if it goes missing before the gauntlet match, hey, I, I'm bringing my own security. So it'll you're, be, are, it'll you're be already naming that. yourself as a culprit, Jameson. Like, you can't. I'm you saying it's not gonna be me. It's not. We never said he was smart. We never said he was the smartest guy. In the room. He's he's luck. He's lucky. He's really pretty though. He's really pretty. <laughs> Beautiful motherfucker right there. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Oh, no, you can say whatever. No, no, you can't. All good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. All right, here's the list of five that I wanted to get out of the way. Oh, I'm just kidding. 
but yeah, um, the belt is, is unique. Um, I've kind of drawn inspiration from some of the bigger belts uh, out right now, as you can see, but I kind of did my own thing with it. I definitely put as many diamonds as I could on this. And this is just like everything else in my life, a learning process. So I'm not going to say there's a new belt on the way, but there might be a new belt on the way. So look out for that one too. And if that oh, one goes so. missing, it was probably my tag partner. Brandon <laughs> <laughs> that one now I he's his tag partner under the bus. These now guys. he's tag partner under the bus. Yeah, I'm uh, familiar yeah, with that guy too. Team. <laughs> oh, you think you think this guy's bad? That guy's sneaky. You gotta watch out. For him. <laughs> uh, I I want to know how how this whole thing came about between you two. You're clearly, well, clearly not okay. on the same page. All right. All right, I'm not going to let him tell the story because he always messes it up. He doesn't I'll mess right. it up. I tell no, the truth. No, you do right. not tell the truth. Listen, we were right here in this ring, all right? He he saw me from across the ring, came up to me and said, Hey, Shiki, hey, I'm, I'm starting this university. Do you mind? Uh, do you have some capital? You want to you wanna invest in the university? I promise we'll give you returns. That's almost word for word what I said. I promise we'll... we'll I promise we'll breed, breed athletes and they'll come and buy jewelry from you. And how many athletes have come and bought jewelry from me, Jameson Ryan? We're still working on the funds. We're still <laughs> working on the funds. <laughs> to make money. We spent the money. Now we're going to start making the money. It takes you time. Please don't just have them make money you and then just give build me the money. One day, uh, but this is why this whole thing is coming mm. about because he's not reliable, this guy. He's, he's whoa, taking the ground. My middle name is it's Jameson Reliable Ryan. All right? You change your middle name every week. Every week I ask you what your middle name is, and you keep changing it. And that's why I keep telling my lawyers a different middle name. They keep sending you subpoenas, and you don't come to court. Loophole. That's actually a smart Loophole. strategy. He, he doesn't get him. He doesn't get him. It's a new middle name. Hey, it's, it's, you know what? Smart. I tell him all the time. He's like, oh, I'm a fun. I'm his Bucks buddy. It's a great dynamic. I love it. I don't, I I don't even understand the he rest. I don't upset. even know what that is. You know, sometimes you just got to rub his head a little bit, and then he smiles. <laughs> it's it's, it's <sighs> something about Elmer's glue. I have no idea what are you trying to happen. Are you trying to kill the rabbit? Are you trying to kill the rabbit, Diamond Sheik? If he's the rabbit, then yes, of course I'm trying to kill the rabbit. <laughs> See, Actually, you know no, what? I'm not he trying to kill the rabbit. The gun the I'm trying to hook the rabbit. He hostage and threatened me with a gun. That, that actually happened. <laughs> By the way, really cool guy. Really cool guy. It was the gun in a goal. We did look it up together, yeah. And then I was I realized why am I looking up stuff with this guy? It just didn't make any sense. <laughs> we, went, we were doing so good, we were gonna get some nachos, it was working out perfect, and then he just got all upset the way that he does. You know what? That nacho cheese gets me all the time. That's not fair. He squeezes his fist real tight, and I tell him, you're not making diamonds, relax. And he just, you know. There seems to <laughs> yeah. be like you guys could be friends here. Yeah, we yeah. were. We were. Yeah. He threw it all away. I, listen, I don't mind us. being the guy's friend, but he's got to pay me back. He's got to pay me I'm back. I'm working on it. You can take time. We got district. You weaseled your way in here. It's all going to work out. I came in like a businessman, okay? I came with cash at the door. They let me in because you were too busy lifting weights. And playing beer pong or whatever you guys play at your university. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't drink quad. beer, first of all. It's tequila only. Okay, tequila pong, whatever you want to call it. Tequila you guys were too busy doing that, and you went behind on your payment by two days. And guess what? My lawyers found out. We cashed in. I'm 50% owner of district now. Two days. You can't get a two-day grace period. You get three days to pay rent. 
This isn't rent. This is business, which is something you don't understand. Ah. I feel like this could all be used in build-up packages to this Sunday of what we're seeing right now. This is great. You know what? It's tough to get them in a room. You know what? I got I got this guy in a room once. And he's I just so against it. I just want to try and be there for him, and he pushes me away the way that he does everybody else. I, I I don't push people away. They're just not on my level. Have you ever sat there and said, "Oh my God, this person is so not on my level"? What am I doing in the same room with him? I don't even know what that means. Levels. This is wrestling. It's all one flat surface. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I had him in a room. There's once. levels. He his way out. He tricked me by giving me one of those really nice tank tops. He's actually, can I see that tank top? It's really nice. Hey, BGU. Nice top. Yeah, what is, what is that made of? It's even nicer underneath, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop. Don't. With your charm. Again, no. You're not weaseling your way out of this one. Someday it's going down. I've got my team. He's got his little university people. Oh, let's talk through. about his team. His team, yeah. Luke Sampson. The gatekeeper over at the Nightmare Factory. There. Who, by the way, he's got the warden, the this monster, recently wait. featured on Bleach Report for how incredible he's been doing lately. And there. then he's got there. my arch nemesis, the guy. two worst people I could possibly think of to have to deal with TSF, Lazario Grillo, and Hunter Knott. These two idiots, for over a year now, have been bragging about how they're the best tag team in the world. They're not even the best tag team that trains out in the Nightmare Factory. All right, that's going to be BGU. These two hey, morons think What's your so record? No, no, you hold on a minute. You, you just wait your turn. I'm talking right now. Don't cut me off. These two morons think that they're popular because they're over on Twitch and Twitter. I don't care about your followers. The two of you have been ducking me and Vanny. You just, you just wait a minute, Sheep. The two of them have been ducking me and Bull for about six months now. We had two matches against them. They cheated to win both of them. We were scheduled for three more. They blew us off. We had a gauntlet match. They lost in the first round. We won it. Who's the best team, Chief? Who's the best team? So all I heard you say was you're two and one against the team that I picked. <laughs> right? Or my team is two and one against you. Sorry. That's not so what I said. victory over you. No, right? no. Is that what you just said? Three, three no. Those three no compete. You won one. Yes, all those. You won with other tag teams in there. You probably used those guys to throw at my guys. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I have two victories over you. You only have one. And that's what you're, you're bragging about that. Do you know how to do math? You're teaching university, don't you? We don't. It's about working out. All right. All right. You put two plates on. You take one plate off. How many plates do you have left? That's lopsided. You gotta drop the weight. <laughs> and you're talking yeah, about no Twitch way. and Twitter. That's how these people make money. The they don't just sit on their butts all day like you at the gym, waiting for weights to lift themselves. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. I sit around waiting for nothing, Chief. I go yeah, get it. Nice. I get after yeah, it. Nice. I'm all hyped nice. up on pre-workout. I'll come at you like the biggest spider monkey you've ever seen in your life. Wait, do that again. Do that again. No. No, do it again. It was so nice. I want to see it one more time. Come on. Come on, one time. Yeah. yeah. Those are nice, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. 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 Let's move on. Let's talk about the next couple matches here. Yeah, yeah. We all there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. I know you have a question. I I have I have, I have, I have, I have, I have 
I hate the guy, but he's so beautiful. So hard. <laughs> Sorry, I, go I, ahead, Jeremy. I, I tried to bring it to I think you can catch me all season too long on heels on stars, by the way. You'll see my abs all over the place. I was looking for a plug, but I think I found one. <laughs> J- Jameson, are you running a pyramid scheme out here? No, no, it's a Ponzi scheme. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a business where we're going to make money by taking people's money. We're not taking Take money. money. going to give us some money, and it's going to help us run the university. It'll, it'll work out for the best. The public's going to love it. It's a, it's a big public affair for everybody involved. Uh, me and Bull are definitely not going to use the money to set up our gyms across the country. Right. So, so you were saying it's a, it's a, it's a business where all the, all these people give you the money up here. Yeah. Kind of like a pyramid. <laughs> a little bit. These guys, these guys don't get it. These guys don't get it. Okay. So it's, 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 it's Brandon and Jameson at the top, right? And all they have to do is they have to recruit two people each. Right. Yeah. So when they recruit two people each and they got four people under them. Know, and those man. four people, all they gotta do is recruit two more people. So right. Once they recruit those we two people, recruited then, six right. foot twelve exactly. inch, weighing fifteen percent of a metric ton, big and how, can you have that, how can you have that at the bottom of a pyramid? That's too big to be at the bottom we of the pyramid. Yeah, unless, he's the whole unless you lay him to the side. He if you lay him to the side, side by himself. I guess it is kind of a pyramid. I and then when we they have took my money, they didn't tell me Along with Brandon and myself holding up the other side. And then you the face. You fill in the whole middle with all your money. You, you didn't tell me it was a pyramid scheme when you took my money. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's a business. But, but it's shaped like a pyramid. That's just how you look at it. Yeah. But if you turn a pyramid over, it's still shaped like a pyramid. But if you turn a pyramid over, that's kind of like how I'm built. <laughs> and that's, that's what fair. this is about, boys. <laughs> Lifting weights and getting jacked. Also, if you turn a pyramid over, it's kind of how a diamond's built, too. That's that's fair. Sure. Also, that's wow. True, okay. Man. Good point. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. All right. So, is anybody keeping score? I'm winning. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't let Jason keep score. We've already we've already learned that unless weights are involved, I got my job. It's not going to be right. <laughs> I think I think if we keep reps, it'll be better. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. We can keep reps. <laughs> All right, sets. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, next question. Okay, next question. For me, question. right? For me, next one for well, me. Well, this this is this is this is this is either y'all can give you a take on this. I want to hear both sides actually. Y'all have a legend appearing on this show. Uh, more than just the two of y'all, we have Ernest the Cat Miller is going to be appearing at, at this event which I'm very excited for. As, a, as somebody who grew up in the 1990s, I was a big fan of WCW. I was a massive fan of Glacier, and I loved his, his partner, Ernest Cat Miller. And like, it's funny because my brother, uh, Jameson knows this, but my brother is a boxing trainer out of Atlanta, and he like has these like random interactions with the cat because the cat coaches karate in like the same gyms. But my brother didn't, my brother didn't grow up a wrestling fan like I did. So he like was like dapping up the cat for like a year but just like thought he was like a familiar face he knew through like boxing training and eventually he like put it all together and he was like he told me he's like steven i've been hanging out with the cat for like a year and i didn't realize it and i was like oh man i i was so jealous and then he told me he was wrestling this weekend can't wait to see it what's it like to have a guy of that kind of like legendary status as a part of this show not only just a part of it he's he's wrestling in a match right so i mean this is gonna be crazy yeah. 
Um, so first of all, uh, your brother actually is my buddy Joe's coach. Um, and Joe, I believe, is undefeated and won his fights all by knockout. So big ups right there. Yeah. Um, second of all, for me, it's amazing because me and my dad, Ernest, was one of our favorites when I was growing up watching TV with my dad. Um, but I'm actually going to let Sheik go ahead and take this one because Sheik's got a little bit closer relationship that, with Ernest than anybody else right now. So going, I'm going to backtrack a little bit where you said uh, you mentioned Glacier. There's a yeah. guy up here that trains us. And he does a phenomenal glacier impression. Yeah, his name yeah, is Raymond Lloyd. Raymond Lloyd. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So very small, uncanny. Very small world. He was actually my high school's lacrosse coach when I was oh, wow. growing up too. Oh, so Raymond, like, it's Raymond such Lloyd a, or Glacier? Um, well, coach, coach, uh, was it was a coach? Uh, what what was his uh, what was his coach gimmick? I just I just lost the. Yeah, he, he had like a buzz, like the coach buzz Jensen, something you lost or other. The Anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. Uh, I don't know anything about that guy. I just feel like if you had Glacier coaching your lacrosse thing, it'd be bad because you'd just be freezing all the balls and sticks and you guys wouldn't be able to get anything done. uh, Yeah, coming out soon that he's working on. Everybody needs to check out. uh, Oh, definitely. Follow me on Instagram so you can check out his movie when that gets released. Yeah, yeah. Big production. They've they've been working on it. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, With with the cat, though, Ernest Miller, uh, definitely an honor to have him on the show. Uh, he's coming back to the heart of Atlanta. I don't think he's been there since maybe uh, when he was on TV, you know, and, and this is a big thing for him. And he's going to come in and, you know, we kind of just like let him do whatever he's comfortable with. And I think he's going to maybe kick some butt. So, you know, it's definitely something you want to keep your eyes on. Um, and just having the tutelage of him and, and being kind of like a mentor to me and how to, you know, cut a promo and speak. It's just invaluable having having the cat in my corner. So. I'm very excited that he's going to be joining us at the district. And I don't know, maybe he'll come back for another show if we do more and, and he'll be like a main staple for us. So that's very exciting. QT Marshall, I think Jensen might have frozen. Okay. QT Marshall is part of this as well. Marshall. Is that, is that guy as annoying as he seems on television? Does he have redeeming qualities? You guys, you guys seem like you're around him more, certainly more often than I am. But like on television, I think it depends. You know what I mean? Like, that's the worst. The factory guys that he hangs out with, you know, he treats them really well because those are his people. So I think if you're his people, he treats you pretty well. And then if you're not his people, or you're some annoying losers on Twitter that are trying to get a rise out of him, you might get it. Yeah. Yeah. Does he treat you well, Sheik? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, he treats me really well. He treats me very well. You know, he, he invited me here to train. He, he was my coach uh, and I trained under him and that's when I learned all my fundamentals and I'm very solid fundamentally because he drilled it into us. And, and just like I drilled diamonds into jewelry, man, I get it. You know, you want to make sure they don't get out, that they stay in there. I understand what quality is and that's what you get here when you train with uh, QT and Cody at the school. So, uh, and again, he'll he'll be the, in the main event of our show. So if you definitely want to see some good quality wrestling, that main event is going to have a whole bunch of quality for you because it's uh, QT and Anthony Agogo, who's former Olympic boxer, bronze medalist uh, from the UK. And then you've got on the other side of the ring, you've got the workhorsemen, which is their their name says it all, right? They're the workhorses. They they come in the ring and they do the thing, and you know everybody's going to leave happy except for the losers, of course. Yeah, yeah uh, a big thing to mention, too, is uh, QT was recently on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. He was part of that. You know, a go-go, like you said, Olympic medalist um, in boxing. 
Anthony Henry recently on the Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. And J.D. Drake, if you ask anybody in a locker room anywhere, they'll tell you he's one of the best right now. So that's going to be 100%. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that main to that main event, that tag match. Like, you know, uh QT, I, I it's been really cool seeing him do his thing on AEW the last few years. And I I got to see Anthony Gogo live at Battle Slam a few days ago. And that was the first time I've seen him like real close, like up close. And I, I mean, that guy's massive. He's like, a monster, I, I, right? Yeah. He's a monster. Oh, yeah. People don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. On TV, it doesn't do him justice. He is a he's, he's huge. He's in tall. He's built well. He speaks well. He carries himself well. It's it's almost intimidating being in his presence. And unless you're there, you don't you don't quite get it. So, yeah, yeah. He's uh he loves to run his mouth, but he's probably the one guy in the business that can back it up just as easy. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then the other side, like you said, the workhorsemen. I mean, Anthony Henry, I think, has been one of the best guys out of the southeast for a long time, and he he had like a a short run in the WWE as Asher Hale, but like then coming bouncing back after, after getting back out there, you know, I've always loved this tag team with, uh, with um, JD Drake, but it's been cool seeing them being able to team again. Cause like, I think Anthony, like I said, is one of the best guys kind of out of the Southeast in the last like decade or so in JD Drake. I've been saying for years, I think he's the most underutilized person in, in all of AEW. Like that guy is so good. If you watch him on the Indies, like, as like a main event level guy out there, like he's, he's so damn talented, a real throwback. So I think this is the perfect type of main event for y'all to have uh, for this show on Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, JD, like you said, he definitely is a rising star in this business. Um, as far as underutilized goes, uh, QT Marshall as well. Personally, myself, and I know a lot of other people that train at the factory, we've all seen and know what QT is capable of, and he might be one of the best unrecognized wrestlers on earth. I, I will actually give QT credit. I was doing a bit with him being annoying. He is annoying on television. His character is very annoying. But as far as in-ring wrestling goes, and his character, he's supposed to be annoying. He does a great job. I'll be nice to QT Marshall. Or he, he does try to fight me on Twitter. Uh, I do like QT, though, as a wrestler. Um, you, you also train with Cody. or Cody is there. Is Cody there? He's mentioned. I know he just had surgery a few months ago. He says he's. they won't give him a timeline because... They're afraid he will try to jump their timeline. Is he already back? Is he is he doing reps and everything and trying to piss off his doctors by coming back by Survivor Series? He's not I here. There uh, recently, I've been busy with work and a couple other things. The show is particular, so I'm not sure what's going on over there right now. I, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since before July. So, okay. you know, it, you it's, uh, and before that, he was definitely in a sling. So, yeah. I can't. I can't say I've seen him. You guys are moving locations, aren't you? I saw that today. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they got a they got a ten thousand square foot facility uh, in McDonough, Georgia, and uh, the new brand will be Nightmare Fitness. So it'll be a full inclusive fitness facility. They'll have cardio machines. They'll have lifting machines. They'll have uh, training uh, nutritionists, uh, which is actually uh, Carolyn, who's QT's wife. Kellen Kilari, uh, she's a phenomenal nutritionist. She's helped me lose a lot of weight. Um, so she'll be up there, her services. And for right now, from what I hear, they're open 20, the gym's open 24 seven. So that's like a phenomenal thing because it's uh, something that you may not know about pro wrestlers or you may know about pro wrestlers is that we don't have the most conventional schedules. Um, so our training sometimes 2 a.m., you know, and we just can't sleep. We just want to get in a ring 
hit those reps, get our fundamentals down, and that's a you know that's great that it's open twenty four seven. So uh, not not that we know too much about it because it was just announced. We're kind of finding out with everybody else, but uh, yeah, I do believe that there's a move in the future. Yep, I think they're still looking for uh, people for their October camp. I think there's still a couple spots open. Uh, yeah, through Instagram or Facebook or their website. Hey, I'll say this. I'll say this in all honesty. Uh, it's a life changer. If you, if you go through the camp and you stick with it and you put your heart into it, it will change your life. Well, Cody says he said it from the very jump of like do the work, and he wants guys. Mm that are that are gonna stick with it and that are gonna continue to put in the work like when you first walk in there i mean it, it's cody rhodes it's the rhodes family and then and then qt the way he's built himself up and gone from uh, the, the thing is cody's lackey to everything he's doing in AEW and everything like is it a little intimidating just walking in there the first time like oh what have i gotten myself into uh she go go ahead so uh the first time I walked in here, it was intimidating. And I'm sure if you put yourself in the shoes of anybody that signs up for a beginner's wrestling camp and you've never set foot in a ring, you're a true beginner, you're green as grass, you're going to be intimidated. You're going to come in, you're going to be nervous, you're going to be anxious, you're going to be apprehensive, you're going to be all the above. But I'll say this, something happened that I did not expect to happen. And that was this man, Cody Rhodes, literally held my arm and ran the ropes with me when I thought that I couldn't do it right. And he and I run the ropes pretty damn good now. And I think it's just because he stuck there with me. He's there for the students. He actually gives a damn. He, he'll come in on film days and watch films with us. He'll come and dissect stuff. Him and, him and QT are possibly the greatest assets to any pro wrestler in training, I would say, in the country. So it is a little intimidating at first. You know, it does give you a little butterflies. I, I know some guys that had experience that still felt that way. But as long as, like he says, as long as you're going to do the work and get in there, he'll hold your hand and do it with you. So I've, I've experienced that firsthand. Jameson, how about you? First time you walked into to that building, what, what's going through your head and I guess your stomach? Uh, so when I started, it was actually the One Fall Power Factory. It was just QT and Ray. Um, Cody hadn't come in yet. Um, but it was cool for me because – uh, I was at the airport one day and I saw Trent from Best Friends walking through. It was right before AEW started, so I went up to him just being, you know, a mark, said, hi, how you doing? You know, excited about AEW, looking forward to it. And he asked me, uh, are you in the business? Are you a worker? And I said, no. And he looked at me up and down and he was like, well, you just look like that for no reason? <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. So then shortly after, uh, just an ad popped up for the One Fall Power Factory on Instagram. I sent a message within like two minutes. QT sent me a text asking if he could call me. Called me up. We had like a five-minute conversation. I went in there like the next day, walked in. We talked a little bit. Um, brought me in the ring. He's like, all right, just start, you know, have me do a couple things. He's like, what do you think? I was hooked, obviously. That's I've been a lifelong fan since the day I was born. Up until this year, I've seen every episode of Raw and SmackDown ever. Like, I'm a huge diehard fan. So getting in that ring was incredible for me. Um, and really QT's helped me really develop uh, what I'm able to do now as far as in-ring promos. I'd like to fancy myself a bit of a talker. QT really helped me a lot with that. Um, the in-ring work is all psychology-based. You know, we really focus on doing things right and making sure that you're telling a story and not just going in there and doing whatever you want. Um, 
what were your experiences like working some AEW so far? Because I know you guys have had some experience on AEW uh, television. Uh, it's been incredible, man. That's the first thing I did there. I was in the ring, part of the factory uh, with QT. And, uh, you know, we were in there with Big Show. We tried to jump Big Show. Didn't work out too well. I took a big choke slam. What were, you, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? It's the big shot. All right. You know, when QT tells White. you to come help him beat somebody up, you just go do it. You don't second guess. Was it. he not the first one out of the ring? He's smarter than all of you. He, he didn't tell us it was big show. And then big I mean, show just kind of walked out. And you, you didn't just, I'm not going to run away when I'm on TV. I might have peed a little bit. Oh. <laughs> My jeans were dark, so you couldn't tell. See, QT asked me to do it too. I said I'm not a sucker. I was like, I know, I know. As soon as as soon as that guy gets into the ring, you're gonna be the first dude out of there. That's, that's a smart fair. play. Hey, no offense, that's a smart play, coach. But you do your thing. I'm gonna go make a million bucks. We'll reconvene in the morning. So that's fair. That's fair. But I got to do that, man. I've been uh, part of segments. You know, I've been in, out there. I got beat up by FTR. I got beat up by uh, who else? I got beat up by Billy Gunn the one night. I've done stuff with Road Dog and. Um, you know, we've done uh, just all kinds of stuff, man. The celebrities, I mean, I'm such a huge fan. I'm getting all worked up right now just thinking about it. I got Ric Flair's catchphrase tattooed on my knuckles. Like, limousine riding, Jeff flying, kiss steel, and wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. I got a gun tattooed on my index finger of my right hand. It's the first thing people see when I shake their hand because I'm that big of a fan. I'm stuck being a wrestler, you know what I mean? There's nothing else I can do now. I can't get another job. He's definitely not running a daycare. Not with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can I watch your kids? Yeah, I say, not with a gun tattooed on your on your on your finger like that. You, you get some questions, but I like that it's all Ric Flair's catchphrase. Good story. Hey, you know, you want to be the man, you gotta be like the man. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna have a chance to beat him. He just had his last match ever. So. I was gonna say something. It's something like that. I'm sure. It's <laughs> I'm not so, gonna lie. The first time, the first time I saw that tattoo, I, I also marked out for it. it. We were we were training in the gym. We were lifting weights and like he was over there. I was like, "What's that on your hand?" Like something new. And I looked at it and I was like, "I already knew what it was." He didn't even have to explain it to me. I, I said it out loud, each each syllable. I was like, "Ah, this guy." Uh, it's crazy. Uh, speaking about Nightmare Factory and the show, uh, we also have Hyena Hera versus Charlotte Renegade, one half of the Renegade Twins. That match is going to be pretty exciting. Charlotte is uh, she's been a force to be reckoned with lately. You know, she's been kicking some ass. And Heidi Harris looking to make a big name for herself, trying to get her name out there. And I think she's going to impress a lot of people on this show. Um, following up with that, we have Angelica Risk, Spicy Quesadilla versus Robin Renegade, the other half of the Renegade. That match might have potential to steal a match of the night because these two girls are going to be the crap out of each other. It's like a deep-seated hatred since Angelica came into the factory. Oh, yeah. Bragging, acting like she's the best woman on earth. Robin wasn't having it, and they just have been beefing ever since. They had that, they were part of that fatal four-way on Battle Slam recently. They got into it there. They're not allowed to train in the same rings. They got to be separated at all times because it's always got to turn physical. So these two are going to beat the crap out of each other. Listen, awesome. I, I, I was part of the camp that Angelica was a part of. She was part of my camp, which is camp two at the Nightmare Factory. And I'll... Oh. oh no, we lost. We lost Sheik. Hey, hey, hey. Not on my watch. That was actually Ernest calling me. Yeah, let me get up there. Oh. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, it's a crazy thing, too. You're a crazy stuff in the ring right now. But yeah, um, I'm going to get off of this ring. 
<laughs> Don't leave the belt. Said, Don't leave the belt hanging okay. there. I got okay. insurance. We're good. Don't All right. About it. So like I said, and Elka was actually part of my camp and uh, she's great. Okay. I seen her train. She's got grit. She's got heart. She's scrappy. But uh, from the moment I saw these renegade twins, I'm going to tell you something. They'll do what it takes to win. They have no issue going there, if you know what I mean. And that's the type of team that the Sheik can back. So uh, say what you want about Angelica, Jamison Ryan, but uh, got my money on those renegade twins. I don't know, man. You can't count Angelica risk out. She might not be the biggest competitor, but she don't care if you're 6'5", 300 pounds, or if there's two of them. She's going to come fight. She's going to swing, man. She don't care. I, you know what? I guess we'll have to see on Sunday, man. I guess we'll have to see. Is there anything we're missing out for the show that, that uh, you want to throw out there? Anyone else? Uh, oh, yeah. The gauntlet How about my gauntlet match? match? Of course, of course. We got a lot of uh, exciting talent in there. We got some young people from the Nightmare Factory. A couple other local talents from some other training schools. A um, couple big names in there. We got Cycle Boy Fodder uh, of CYM. We're really excited about that. He's an intense competitor. We think he's really going to mess some people up if he gets the chance to in there. Uh, Darian Bankson, he's another young, exciting competitor. Everybody needs to be that great. No, he's not that great. Your heavyweight champion, anywhere he goes. Sheik doesn't like him. They Come on, like he's him. not that great. He's, he's okay. He's all right. There's definitely better better guys in the gauntlet match. We got a Kelly Bravo was in it of the infantry. Carl, I like Carly, such as Kelly myself. Was the man. Everybody fan of Carly. We got Byron Morales. He's a little piece of shit. He's gonna try and weasel his way into some wins. He's not bad. He's scrappy. You talk so great about an elephant. He's like the same thing, but in guy version. Larry's a brunette, and Helica's a blonde. I like the blonde. Ah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, I gotta ask uh, Diamond Sheik this. Yep. He posted the, this video today with yep. Ross, Rick Ross. What, oh yeah, how oh, did, the boss, Rose the Ray. biggest boss. Yes, how, like, I gotta tell you, me and Pete don't get along right now. But if I was next to him, I would have given him a big, huge kiss for getting that on there. Oh, I knew it. I knew <laughs> you like kissing me. <laughs> I knew you like kissing me. I knew it. Ah, how did this come about? Like, what, was he hustling? Like, did, did you hustle to to get this? I gotta know about this. Nobody hustles the boss, brother. Nobody hustles the boss. He's hustling every day. Every day he's hustling. Every day he's hustling. Okay, that's a fact. It's a fact, Jack. Every day he's hustling. I listen. I got I got to the boss's house. Not my first time in the promised land. Been there many times before. I'm his personal jeweler, so I go there some jewelry, and uh, had brought a little special piece of jewelry that day, as you can see, right? So uh, he came up to me and he asked me a question. Every time the boss asks a question, you know he's about to ask you an important question because he'll start it like this. Boom. Right. <laughs> oh, Shiki, what's that belt for? Boss, can you believe that championship district wrestling has me defending my baby in a gauntlet match? In a gauntlet match? I don't have to fight one guy. I'll fight like 20 guys. And he goes, he goes, you're going to suplex him off the top of the promised land? So for you, boss, I will. Off the top of anything, the top of the turnbuckle, off the top of the balcony, wherever you want, they're going down because I'm leaving district with this baby right here around my waist. Maybe you got to fight 22 guys. 
in room 222? I mean, hey, he's, he's, 22 he's got all the money. So if you want, I'll just keep matter. calling people. We'll book everybody. We'll get a hundred man gauntlet. It's your money. See, I'll, this is I'll, what I'm talking about. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. I gave him money already. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't. That's what you How do you think we got the school? <laughs> you see what I'm working with here? He's an idiot. <laughs> he dropped it at my door in a duffel bag. He's handsome. You couldn't accept a wire. You didn't know how to. I don't have wires running through my house that can carry money. I don't know. No, that's you. not. Oh, <laughs> I told this guy that I could cash app him, and he didn't know what an app was. It doesn't work like a cup phone. You can't put the money in there, and it shoots across. No, it doesn't. That's it doesn't not how fit. Work. No. The spring would fall out. Yes, yes, this, it would fall out. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, sorry, back back to the, the boss. Yes, yes, I'm a shoot jeweler. That's what I do for a living. So I create beautiful pieces. And when I think I have enough of them to go and, and show him, I take them out of our vault, which these pieces are not displayed in our store. They're specifically for VIP clients. We go and see NFL teams. We go and see all kinds of you know hip-hop stars celebrities all kinds of people are our clients shaquille o'neal rick flair is one of my clients the whole defensive line of the new orleans saints whole defensive line of the new york jets my company is called lux Jewelers, and we do we do pretty good work i started it by myself 10 years ago uh with the tutelage of of my family but you know i i've done pretty much all the marketing and, and all the branding myself and, you know, Rick Ross is a really good was really good client of mine, and now he's kind of managing me. So we're trying to break him into the pro wrestling world as well. My God, this is this is the greatest news I've ever heard. This is the biggest news we've ever. He just went. Oh, good. That's Rick Ross calling him right there. That's, that's the boss calling him. Let's go stand in the office away from people wrestling. Speak of the devil, man. Speak of the devil. He, he must have knew we were talking about him. <laughs> can't get one minute. The devil is a lie. People, people ask me why I don't do interviews. It's because I get 40 phone calls when I do one interview. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, he's bragging about all his clients. I once trained the guy that worked at Home Depot at a gym like three years ago. So how about that? There you go. There Pretty you go. even. Pretty even. Oh, there you go. Is, is, is Lowe's too good for you? <laughs> no, it's not good enough, actually. You're <laughs> wearing the Lowe's colors. Represent those colors right now. ATL. <laughs> it's like talking. It's talking. It's like talking to a beautiful brick sometimes. Like uh, I'd like to think of him more as a parrot. But... He's a gorgeous man. He really is. Right? He's, yeah, he is. He's yeah. profile. Yeah. So one of the one of the things we always kind of wrap the interview up with is this is going to be kind of a different type of scenario today. We we always ask. What's the coolest thing in your room that you're in? Uh, Sheik's in the Nightmare Factory. I mean, in, in holding a belt I like that I cheating. would imagine. Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating. Cheating. yeah. yeah. Um, He's been showing off the coolest thing the entire interview. <laughs> exactly. I, like I know. I feel like I'm cheating. Exactly. So we might already have the answer from Sheik. Jameson, what is the coolest thing in your room that you're in right now? Uh, that would be this New York license plate that says Ask <laughs> Like Are Cyborg. you an ass man? Cosmo Kramer, the ass man. <laughs> you know what? We, we need to start, Jeremy, we need to start opening our, our interviews asking like the hard-hitting questions. Like from now on, my opening question is just tits or ass. Like from the very start, <laughs> just we'll just ask that right at the beginning. And then <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> 
I like that. Uh, that's our new what's your favorite thing in your room. Good, uh, good deal. Um, Jeremy, any last, any last questions from you? No, let, let everyone know where they can they can find you at and uh, plug the show again coming up on, on Sunday. Uh, go ahead, Sheik. Let everyone know where, where to follow you and anything else you want to plug. You can follow me at Diamond Sheik on Instagram. You can follow my company at Lux Jeweler on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at The Diamond Sheik. Come see Championship District Wrestling in the heart of Atlanta at District Atlanta this Sunday, August 18th. We start at 3 o'clock. We're going to go until 7 or whenever they kick us out. And uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, it'll be a great time because we're serving. They're serving, right? Oh, we got food. Oh, yeah. We're serving. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> we got total. drinks. We got food. Everything. So come, bring your buddies, bring your friends. And you know, just... My buddy Celeste has been cooking up on the patio. Big Samoan boy. He knows food, baby. I'm telling you, that shit's good. <laughs> it's, it's really good, 100%. I'll give you that endorsement for sure. Um, if it's one thing I could say is that we live in a world where a lot of things go wrong and bad, and sometimes the news doesn't make us happy anymore. Sometimes we hear things that make us sad. Don't, don't ever think that nobody's there to listen to you. If you need help, reach out for help. Mental health is such, such a fragile and crazy thing. I've lost so many friends to suicide and other things. So, you know, it's never a bad thing. I, w I would much rather hear a friend complain or cry on my shoulder than hear about a funeral I got to go to. So if you need help, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to anybody. There's everybody's here to listen to you. and You're not in it alone. That's all I want to say. Yep, and Sheik just buried me, making me a huge deal to some stuff after he said that nice sentimental meaning there. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, you can follow Championship District Wrestling on Instagram at district underscore wrestling. You can follow me at Pose Malone uh, on Twitter. It's at Pose Malone, J-R-Y. You can follow my business, also at Pose Malone. Um, thanks for making it. Thank you guys. We, we really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys for, for taking the time. Uh, and everyone, sure. check out the show on Sunday. If you are in the, the Georgia area, District Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, Jensen's going to be there. So I'll Jensen, there, we yeah. have plenty of, yeah, yeah. plenty of news and sports in there. Can you pick up, can you pick up Steven Jensen? Can you pick him up and like press him? Like, no, Jensen? Do oh, yeah. We'll yeah. throw him all over the I'll have Ben yeah. put him up on his shoulder. And you can just launch him up onto the second story. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. That's what just we tuck, I'm gonna need to. Hey, just tuck your chin, kid. You'll be fine. Just tuck. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm ready to take some bumps, guys. Just let me know. Let me know if I need to do it. I think oh, I'm yeah. going to get out of here and get some tacos. Nice. Thank you, guys. Thank you yeah, so thanks, much. Guys. We really appreciate it. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Thank you to Jameson Ryan and the Diamond Sheik for joining us in the Creator Spotlight. And go check out their show. The link is below in the description. Uh, Eventbrite, if you are uh, in the Atlanta area, Championship District Wrestling, it's going to be headlined by QT Marshall and Anthony Gogo taking on the Workhorsemen, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. I believe it'll be streaming on YouTube as well. So I'm sure we'll have the, the streaming link for that up on Fightful. We'll have results up on Fightful. Jensen will be there. If you're there, go say hi to Steven Jensen punch him in the face or something, you know, maybe, 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 uh, Jameson will toss him to you since he's going to press slam him. Uh, guys, that is it for our show today. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Everyone can head over to fightful overbooked 
Facebook.com. We got new content every single day. Yesterday, uh, I posted our interview with Cole Radrick that we did last week with an hour with Cole live um, and a new episode of the Joshi Dreamcast with Scotty Wrestling dropped as well. Um, we have Day After Dynamite today with Will Washington and a special guest at some point. Uh, sometimes he does it at two, sometimes at three. Will Washington works on his own schedule because he's Will Washington and he's the fucking man. He can do what he wants. I don't care. Uh, so he'll be there. I'll make my run in at some point on that show. He'll be reviewing last night's Dynamite. Uh, assuming he's healthy. Last week he was a little sick under the weather, but I, I think he's back in action nowadays. Uh, we have a new episode of Newsworthy that'll be up on Saturday. We will have a new episode of Coexisting that's live uh, every every Friday at three o'clock. And I know Maggie and Rob, I should uh, make sure I plug this properly. Uh, Maggie and Rob are donating all the super chats for, for tomorrow's show. And I will get the, the proper plug on this one. Uh, but again, coexisting every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbook. That is a, a great show. Maggie and Robbie are tremendous. So it is with, uh, they'll be donating all super chat proceeds to Mel Coleman Arts Go, GoFundMe campaign again i have the retweet up on my twitter you can follow rob wilkins at rob wilkins you can follow maggie at maggie underscore ik go check them out show them some love for their show and we have a new episode of the series up on saturday i hope uh, i want to make full promise on that but hopefully it's fine on the pine i saw your comment earlier if you're listening back to this or if you're still here i will do some type of video of like how i kind of thought of this and my what my mind process and work is when i rewatch these matches if people are interested in something like that and even if you're not whatever if five people watch it then that's okay uh somebody will watch it hopefully so yeah go to fightful overbook subscribe leave us some thumbs up on the videos we appreciate all support there subscribe to fightful select sean is always dropping the scoops go to fightful.com we're always dropping the news guys that is gonna do it we'll be back next thursday with a brand new episode of the spotlight bye everybody when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.